Blog Talk Radio. Brink, 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 brink. Nope, nope. Sorry, it's me, Joseph Gibson, here tonight, not Dr. Ventura. All right, all right. But anyway, it's me. So, uh, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast and many other podcast shows about tyranny and the overpowering of government officials. And really, it's not about the government itself. It's about the corruption within the government. It's about people who don't, don't do the jobs that they're supposed to do, and that's represent the people. And they take on a responsibility when they're elected to public office, and they're supposed to be there to represent the people and do a job honestly and uphold the Constitution, to swear an oath. They take an oath to uphold that Constitution and to, and to serve. And many people don't do that anymore. They're serving their own personal interests and what they can gain from the job. And when that happens, you breed corruption, irresponsibility, and tyranny. It has to stop. The only way it's going to stop is by electing different people to office, not the same incumbents over and over and over again. These people, some of these people have been in office for years and years, and they keep getting reelected. Why is that happening, people? Has the elections rigged that bad? Let's go to a story of tyranny. It's a little while ago now, but some of us still may remember. This is tyranny, and it's bad. It resulted in bad things happening play this here for everybody. At the time, it was all shrouded in secrecy. But there were meetings at the highest of levels, clear back to Washington, D.C., like, how can we affect the arrest of this man? Some people, I later found out, were actually advocating a front-on tactical assault. To go up there with armored personnel carriers and, you know, whatever kind of armament they needed and just shoot it out with him. I told Randy, I said, you don't really understand what the full weight and power of this government is. And what it would really mean if you want a confrontation with it. I think I used the term that it's like a locomotive. Once you get it rolling down the tracks, it's hard to stop.
When mom and dad met, dad was in the army. He was a Green Beret. It wasn't until he was home on leave that they actually got together and really started to date and fall in love. I have memories of hot Iowa summers and cold Iowa winters and grandma and grandpa's farm. I do remember uh, my parents discussing always wanting to move to the mountains. So, you know, they learned about how to raise kids without electricity and things like that. And then I remember they started to sell things and mom and dad, you know, just prepared by buying stuff you might need living on top of a mountain somewhere. Randy Weaver wanted to move his family from Iowa to Idaho, partly because of the farm crisis. By the early 1980s, the economy in Iowa had been deteriorating for some time. Fuel and input costs were rising, and farmers were going bankrupt. You don't need to sell it. You I'm going to, to sell it. it. It's part of my business, part of my livelihood. You have to do away with the farmers, sir. I'm not doing away with the farmers. Give the farmer a break. Farmers are losing their family farms. Interest rates are 15, 16, 18 percent. Randy's working at the John Deere factory, afraid that he was going to get fired. And for the weavers, who are starting to explore the idea of Bible prophecy, they began to see things that were occurring as, as being part of the end times, the very thing that the book of Revelations was promising. And I think those connections were the ones Vicki especially was making. My mom interpreted some of the things in the Bible very literally. There's a verse in the Old Testament about not having graven images. And so there was a point when the TV, you know, kind of left, and my parents started to dig deeper into the Bible. They did believe in an apocalyptic future. And I think that they started to take that more seriously as they got ready to leave Iowa. Fear was, was a big part of it. As they leave Iowa, they're telling their friends and family that a great conflagration is coming and they must seek a place to be safe. They must go to the west and find a mountaintop. They were really imagining this fortress, this place where they could really separate themselves from a corrupt and dangerous world. It was incredibly remote. I mean, they had no electricity, no running water, no indoor plumbing. We're talking about a cabin made by Randy Weaver and his wife on a mountaintop. And they thought that they were living on the edge of Armageddon. And this was the sort of sanctuary that Randy and Vicki Weaver wanted. There was definitely work involved in living that way. Dishes and firewood and hauling water and doing laundry with a wash tub and a washboard. I loved to garden, so as I got older, I kind of took over the gardening. Sam and I, we worked hard, but we enjoyed working and helping mom and dad out. You depend on each other for your survival, living that way. So we were very close. Thank you.
growing up on the mountain, there was so many things for Sam and I to explore and learn and do every single day. I was best friends with, with my brother, and I think it was good for us. I really do. I don't know that Randy Weaver knew at the time that they moved to Ruby Ridge that they would be so close to the Aryan Nations compound, which was just 60 miles south. But they started showing up. At first, it was purely social. They attended family picnics and those kinds of things. But as Randy began to interact more with them, he started to buy into the message. We, the white race, lost the war. We played, knowing our shoes, won the war. Infiltrated our bloodstream of our race in every country in which we reside. The founding principle of the Aryan Nations was something called Christian identity theology, which teaches that white Anglo-Saxon Christians are the true descendants of the lost tribes of Israel, and that those who call themselves Jews are not merely imposters, but are actually children of the devil. It also teaches that African Americans and other people of color are subhuman. Every major city in the United States is now non-white, following the catastrophic destruction of our race in the so-called Civil War, or the war between the states. America shall again become white and Christian. There'll be a lot of blood running one day. I don't advocate it. I don't want it. But it's going to come as sure as day follows night, night follows day. The Weavers were on this journey of religious discovery that had led them to isolate themselves and to live in a style they believed was um, Old Testament Christian. Christian identity shares some of those tenets. So I think the Weavers saw some kinship in these people. But they also were really clear that they didn't want to join, that there were things they didn't believe, that they didn't agree with. Essentially, for the Weavers, the Aryan Nations was a chance to meet people and, you know, and to make friends. Being there as a kid, it was just like a family vacation. I think my dad took us there out of curiosity. He was always up for a debate, always up for a discussion. Being the inquisitive person that he is, he was like, sure, I'll go check it out. Every summer, Richard Butler would host a gathering called the Aryan World Congress, which would attract fellow races from all over the country. What do we need? What? Some of these people were Christian identity. Some of them were Ku Klux Klan. There were outlaw bikers there, and skinheads and other neo-Nazis that were atheists. But their common denominator was their belief that the white race was the supreme race. And many of them wanted to basically declare war on the U.S. Some people who had spent time with Butler up at Hayden Lake would go off in these splinter groups that uh, became threats in their own way. They were very violent, very anti-government, were heavily armed. 
So the Aryan Nation was a cause for concern for those of us in law enforcement. Starting in the mid-80s, the feds wanted to know who's there and what are they doing and what are they planning on doing next. So by the time Randy Weaver started showing up at the compound, the feds were listening. They had lots of events there designed to potentially recruit harder core folks into the Aryan nations. And it was at one of those meetings that Randy Weaver was spotted by an undercover federal informant. This guy got next to Randy Weaver and learned that he was, you know, clearly a racist, that he wanted to live his white separatist lifestyle in North Idaho, but that he was having uh, trouble putting two nickels together and that he was interested in some income. And one thing led to another, and pretty soon Randy Weaver agrees to saw some shotguns. Everything shifts when Randy Weaver saws the barrels off of those shotguns. He had now committed a federal crime. But it's so clear that Randy Weaver was not a guy up there sawing the barrels off shotguns and selling. He, he only committed this act after talking to an ATF informant. But then the idea is we can turn this guy. There's nothing unusual about that. It's the way the federal criminal justice system works. If they can take the information from, you know, suspect number one and lead them into suspects number two through ten, that's what they're going to do. Here's the government, and they come to you and they say, we've been watching you. We know that you sold a sawed-off shotgun. Now, if you won't work for us, if you won't help us to get inside the Aryan nations and to get inside the white separatist movement, if you won't do those things for us, then we're going to arrest you and we're going to place you in jail and we're going to take away your property. And Randy Weaver said no. A couple opposed with a broken down truck on the road. And as mom and dad stopped to help them, they were thrown on their faces in the snow and frisked and um, dad was, you know, hauled off to jail. He had to post our home as bond, and he told us, you know, if I lose my trial, we lose our home. And he's like, how am I going to win this? These are people who want to be left alone. And Randy's arrest just galvanized the Weaver's hatred of the federal government. They really thought the government was evil. Vicki wrote two letters to the U.S. Attorney for Idaho which she addressed to the servants of the Queen of Babylon. The Queen of Babylon. This is very much the language that was coming out of the Aryan Nations. This language of a coming war with the Anglo-Saxon armies defeating the tyrant that was the federal government. She believed not only that we were living in the end times, but that she was being given signs and she was defiant. I think she was at the end of a rope. I really do. And I think for mom and dad, it was, we're not going to take anymore. You know, getting thrown in the snow and sent to jail, and if you lose your case, you lose your house. They had to have been an emotional mess. And then Randy doesn't show up for trial. 
what happened next was the brutality of bureaucracy. One agency leads to another agency. So the case becomes the responsibility of the U.S. Marshals Service. Our job was to bring him before the court to answer charges. And that's all it is. It doesn't even necessarily mean he's guilty of anything. Our first step was to do a threat assessment. He didn't appear like he was going to run or abscond in some way. He had roots in the community. He had a family there. And uh, I thought that uh, time was on our side. But that threat assessment also showed that he was extremely committed to his cause. And that's what made that situation a little more dangerous. The threat assessment portrayed Randy Weaver as a former Special Forces Green Beret who may have booby-trapped his house, living with the woman who would kill her own children rather than surrender. It was either worst-case scenario or fanciful, but the assessment of the Weavers made them look more like criminals and less like a family. My parents decided they would just stay up on the mountain until the legal aspect got figured out. And so all through that summer and winter, we didn't go anywhere anymore. We stayed up there. And the winters could get long. You know, sometimes we'd read two books in a day we would play card games and Monopoly and Yahtzee and Scrabble, you know, all of those sorts of things in the long evenings. We had friends who would come see us who were concerned about the situation, who were concerned about us, you know. They'd bring us food and supplies and things. And my mom had my little sister up there during that time. And I think about that, I'm just like, wow, that took a lot of courage on both their parts. Winters are tough up there. And during that time, I learned a lot about Randy. I must have interviewed um, several dozen people, neighbors, friends, and family. And I'd ask the question, why don't I just go up there and talk to him and uh, tell him he's under arrest? And everyone uh, you know, said that would be the worst thing you could do, uh, that he is committed and that Vicky is as committed as he is. During this time, the media caught wind of the fact that this family of white separatists was hiding out and had vowed not to be taken alive. We published a story in early March of 1992 saying feds have fugitive under our nose. In that story, I quoted officials as saying that uh, we don't want to go up there and get in a gun battle with kids. But the marshals are stuck with a federal judge's order saying, go get this man. We're a country of laws. Bring him to justice. It was probably an embarrassing thing for the government because here's this guy on the mountain who they think is flipping the bird to them and, you know, they need to deal with it because it's making them look bad. And so the marshals intensified it and decided to have motion-activated cameras placed near the Weaver cabin. So they could figure out how many people are there, who's carrying guns, and what are our options in terms of effecting an arrest. And the tape showed that the Randy Weaver was there with his wife and his children and a man named Kevin Harris, and that they frequently were armed. 
they have to be shaking their heads. What are we going to do? And then in May of 1992, Randy did an interview. And he said, I don't care what you do, I'm not coming off my mountaintop. The longer a situation goes on, the more frustrating it becomes. So the marshals brought in their special surveillance team. And they skunked around the area trying to find a location to take Randy Weaver into custody without a problem. We've got a guy heavily armed, reportedly heavily armed. He's barricaded in a cabin. He's got his family in there with him. I mean, they just didn't know what to do with this guy. At times I had the feeling we were being watched. It was really hard to trust anybody at that point. Even our friends that came to see us. I mean, there was always that, ooh, is this person maybe working for the government? Or is this person maybe, you know what I mean? It was... It was just, it was all pretty unsettling. On the morning of the 21st of August, 1992, we approached the mountain with two teams, six people. We followed the South Trail. It was a logging trail that led to the Y area. And there we split, our two teams split. The first fork in the road, we took a left up a steep hill. I took my surveillance team further up the mountain, above Weaver's place, to a vantage point where we could observe what was going on. That particular day was nothing but to, uh, to gain updated intelligence and see if they're still performing and doing their normal routines. Has anything changed? and to familiarize the other deputies with the mountain. I briefed them on various trails on the mountain and where we were going to go to set up an outpost. The other three deputies were down below, closer to the house. When the dog starts barking. I was hoping he would stop barking, but the dog gets more intense as barking. And at that time, I realized, oh, crap, he's on their trail. Sam and Dad and Kevin are like, well, let's go check it out. I felt slightly torn at that moment. Do I follow him? Do I go home? And I was like, oh, they'll be fine. I'll just go home. It wasn't within a minute or two that I hear the first shot. And a second or two later, I hear the second shot. And then uh, on, in quicker succession, more shots. And it, uh, probably as many as, I don't know, 20 rounds being fired at that point. Gunshots. I heard more gunshots. And so I started to get worried.
that would take us toward the Y. And we find Billy down there. Frank goes to work on him uh, to try and uh, help him. And he just looks up, and we know and look in his eye that uh, Billy's gone. How did it happen? You know, what happened there? The family's version is that they're chasing deer into the woods, and there's a place where the trails come together in a sort of Y. Kevin Harrison and Sammy Weaver are coming down this way. Randy Weaver's coming down this way. And according to the family, at that moment, um, they see some men dressed in, um, in fatigues with dark paint and, you know, very much like a strike team, and that um, possibly to, to silence this dog, which has found their location, um, one of the marshals shoots and kills the dog. 14-year-old Samuel Weaver at that moment erupts and says, you killed my dog, you son of a bitch, and opens fire. Again, according to the family, the marshals then fire back, killing Samuel Weaver. Of course, the marshals tell a different story. In their version of the telling, as these groups come together on this why, the marshals identify themselves and call out a surrender order. And it's at that moment that Kevin Harris dives for cover, fires on the marshals, and shoots and kills William Deegan, a highly decorated U.S. Marshal in the Special Operations Group. And so you have these two incredibly different narratives. The marshals believing they've come under attack by white separatists, and the family believing they've been attacked by federal agents. I saw Dad come walking up the road, and he was visibly upset, and he was by himself, and I knew something was wrong. Then, I don't know how long it was after that, it seemed like a long time, Kevin came walking up the road, and he said, Sam's dead. And then I think Mom's, I think her mother's side kicked in, and she's like, I'm going to get him. We gotta go get him. I'm not gonna leave him there. And so they, they start heading down the mountain. It seemed like forever before they came walking back. And yeah, I saw them carrying him. He'd been shot once in the elbow and once square in the back. My mom was a mess. I remember her just saying, I'm going upstairs for a while, and Dad following her up, and we were just a grieving family. Like, what the heck just happened?
case, the federal cop, killed on property of a white separatist. And, of course, the word reaches Washington, D.C., and it's now, you know, in the front drawer. At this point, we have another bureaucratic shift. What started as a Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms investigation and then became a Marshal Service fugitive hunt had now become an FBI case. The FBI begins to scramble its hostage rescue team. HRT was the super SWAT of the FBI. They were designed to handle incidents that went beyond the capabilities of the local SWAT team. And Randy Weaver was reported to be a anti-government, racist, neo-Nazi sort of personality with some connection to Richard Butler and some connection to the uh, Christian identity movement. In other words, very dangerous. The Hunter's rescue team believed that they are deploying into an ongoing firefight with a white separatist and his armed family. Because they believe they're going into a, a firefight, uh, the rationale is given that, um, that a surrender warning doesn't need to be called out, that that warning has already been given by the U.S. Marshals, uh, Deputy Marshals on the ground, so agents can open fire as soon as they see any armed adult. Well, the Weavers are always armed. They adopt a military rule of engagement. This is the enemy. You may kill them if they're armed. If they have a gun, you can and should use deadly force. That was actually the wording. You can and should use deadly force. The very next day, a team of 10 FBI agents and the hostage rescue team surround the cabin. These are snipers. These are the FBI agents who've been trained to, you know, to hit a dime from 200 meters. That morning, we all were just trying to grasp what had happened the night before, and at some point, Dad said, I'm going to go see Sam one last time. His body was in the shed. And before I knew it, Dad and Kevin had headed out. So I went after them, and that's when I heard a gunshot. I ran over to where Dad was, and he was holding himself, and... I said, Dad, what happened? And he said, I've been shot. My mom came out on the front porch and was holding the door open, and she was like, what happened? And Dad's like, I've been shot. And she started screaming, get in the house, get in the house, get in the house. So we get to the front porch, and I'm pushing Dad through the door, and Mom is right next to me holding baby Elishua and screaming, get in the house, get in the house. At this point, Kevin was coming in behind us, and I hear this giant just boom. And I felt things hit my face, and Mom dropped next to me. It took me a second to comprehend that Mom had just died, and that it was parts of her that had he hit my face. That's when Dad, um, he went and picked up Elisheba and handed her to Rachel. 
and pulled mom in the house so we could close the door because at that point we were we were being hunted that's how it felt where we were based at the roadblock it was out of view of where this was occurring we were down probably a good two miles or so from where the actual cabin was. Neighbors and friends of Randy Weaver and reporters from all over the country started gathering there, trying to get information. We can tell you something that we will, but most of it will come out of Washington, D.C. You know, I'm just trying to tell you the weather's bad, and, you know, we're not going to come out and make a big statement. They didn't let them see firsthand what was going on. But clearly, it was a big deal. that I that I reflect upon is the way we began reporting the story. Federal law enforcement only had one version of what was happening, and that was the way we covered the story. These are white supremacists. They are causing some trouble. There's a shootout with federal law enforcement. And the way information came out, um, you know, and especially in the beginning, that, that was the narrative. And then the FBI discovers Samuel Weaver's body in the shed where Samuel had been taken by the family. And the story begins to shift a little bit. We place a high value on a human life. 
At this point, they don't know Vicki Weaver's dead. The hostage negotiators would begin every morning by saying, Vicki, um, send the children out. We're having pancakes. Vicki, you know, we, why won't you come talk to us? You know, we won't harm you. Inside the cabin where Vicki's lying dead, the family believes they're taunting them. My dad, he lost it. And he started to yell at him, and I wanted to stay quiet. I was scared to death that they would find out his location and just open up on him. But he's like, you shot my wife, you cowardly SOBs. The negotiations were addressed to Vicki because we thought she was very influential towards Randy, and we thought that she was very strong as a personality and that she would be very helpful. Little did we know that she had been killed and that she was incredible. I mean, he was incredibly offended by any mention of his wife who's laying in the kitchen. It was, it was awful. I mean, it was awful. In his mind, we had proven everything that he felt and believed and been taught to believe about the federal government was true and that it was coming true piece by piece. Okay, Pastor. Ruby Ridge became a huge propaganda opportunity for people like Richard Butler, who wanted to galvanize anti-government hatred. You're a disgrace to the white race! But they all had their own agendas. Some of them were religious-based. Some of them were neo-Nazi. At one point, a group of skinheads, and I was in the front row to see this, attempted to smuggle in a bunch of weapons and guns into Weaver, hoping they could somehow assist him. It felt very much like there might be more violence. The FBI is trying desperately to find a peaceful solution. We are taking every step we possibly can to through the use of a phone, affect a surrender. I remember listening to Paul Harvey and hearing him appeal to Randy on his radio program. A telephone has been left right outside your door on the porch. Reach out and pick it up. Nobody will shoot. Your family wants to know what to do with Samuel's body. And also, I will arrange for an attorney in Spokane to represent you Once again, from Weaver's home-built fortress. 
By this time, I had contacted Randy and Vicky's families in Iowa. I tracked them down, and they were telling another story, not of white separatists bent on a race war, but on a family that took to the woods because they believed the end of the world was going to come. And that, I think, was the first time that the media started to shift the narrative a little bit. And at the same time, the FBI is realizing that this is not the situation that they thought they were coming into. Is there any progress? We can't comment on uh, anything of that nature. Have you talked to him, though? I didn't say that. He has been in contact with you? I didn't say that. How many names do you have? I I won't comment. We have sufficient resources to accomplish the task. The FBI didn't have many options. Uh, yeah, they were at wit's end. I don't think they knew what to do. They'd reached out to Vicki Weaver's sister and other family members, and he wouldn't respond. But clearly, they weren't going to pack up and go home. I mean, they've got 400 federal agents on the payroll up there. And they've got the national media watching this. A standoff between a man who was wanted by the FBI and a large number of federal agents. It's entered its sixth day. The man has been holed up in a cabin in a remote section of Idaho with his wife, three daughters, and a friend. My mom was on the floor, dead. It was torture. But I didn't want to come out. I was scared to death of a door opening. I mean, they had proven that they were there to to shoot at us. So them begging us to come out was like begging us to walk to our death in in my mind. And I think Dad felt that way too. When a suspect doesn't talk to you, uh, that's a very negative situation. We were government negotiators. And Randy Weaver hated the government. That was going to be very difficult for us to overcome. And so we realized that Randy was going to need a third-party negotiator. It was like, we got to find somebody that he trusts that, that can speak on our behalf and represent us, but uh, we just didn't know who that was going to be until uh, Bo arrived. The word is very encouraging. Thank you. I was assured this that uh, they had every intention to treat Randy and Kevin with utmost human dignity. Now that is encouraging, because normally you get this one-digit IQ, uh, federal government mindset, and I was very, very encouraged by it. I think we're going to get a chance. Bo Greitz was a hero to the radical right. Some people said he was a model for Rambo. He was a third-party candidate for president that year, and made his way to Ruby Ridge, hoping that he could negotiate an end to the standoff. I think the FBI was desperate at this point. I have been uh, maybe overly optimistic, not about Randy, but about uh, uh, Agent George Glenn. He has been so cooperative, it's as if Washington was on holiday. He's affiliated with his Christian identity movement. He's a former uh, Green Beret. He's a big personality. And he said, I can help because Randy and I are both Green Berets. So on Friday afternoon, and this thing now is in the eighth day, HRT brings Bill Grides up in a Jeep. So I was maybe 20 steps from the cabin. And uh, I said, Randy, this is Bo Grites. And I'm right here. And then I saw his face. 
uh, in the window. And he said, is that you, Bull? I said, yes, I'm standing on this rock. And then he said, they have killed Vicky. So they're up there about an hour, and he comes back, and he says, boy, you guys really screwed that one up. I said, what do you mean? He says, Randy's been shot, Harris has been shot, and Vicky's dead. And we just couldn't believe it. It was devastating. Just absolutely devastating. The three children are in good health. Kevin is all right, but he did suffer a wound. Randy's in good health. Unfortunately, Vicky is dead. The reaction was a physical gasp for the people that had gathered. It was like a thunderclap. Never will you take another woman down. Never. It was horrifying. I mean, it was the first time we're a week into this, and now we're finding out that Randy Weaver's wife has been shot. So we now have three people dead, and things still not over. Kevin was critically wounded. The bullet that, that killed my mother went through his arm into his chest and barely missed his heart, tore his arm open. I remember him begging to be just shot, but out of his misery. And I was like, no, this can't be happening. This cannot be happening. The next day came, and I went right up to the cabin, and I said, Weaver, if you don't let me take Kevin Harris, get him out of here and to a hospital in Spokane, I said, I am going to testify against you in court because it'll be your fault that he is dead. You make the decision. Now, I'm telling you, give him up. At 147 today, Kevin Harris came out of the house. He was given emergency medical treatment near the residence, then transported by air to the hospital. I can't overemphasize how pleased we all are, and I want to give a lot of credit to the efforts of Bo Greitz, and we're optimistic that we'll be able to, in the near future, report further progress. After Kevin left the cabin, Bo Greitz came with a body bag to take mom. I remember Dad being really, really upset. Everyone just started crying. I came in. I think he was probably just holding the girls. Because I came in and went right straight to Vicky's body. Randy came over, and uh, he got her centered in the body bag, and then I got it zipped up and carried her out of the cabin. Randy was just, he was grieved 
beyond imagination. Randy Weaver had seen his dead wife lying on the cabin floor for a week. He had a dead son. Uh, he probably knew there was a dead marshal. He knew there were 400 other agents down in the field below him. It's like, how much longer are you going to do this, Randy? And maybe common sense finally started to set in. That last morning, as soon as I got to the cabin, Weaver said, Bo, the girls and I have prayed all night, and the girls have told me we are not coming out. They're going to have to kill us, just like they did our little brother, and just like they did our mama. I went right up to the door, and I said, Weaver, damn you. Don't you tell me that we're not going to continue when I have carried your bride out of this cabin and we've got Kevin Harris, who's still alive. I said, don't you tell me you're going to quit now. All of a sudden, the door came open. And Randy was looking at me and he said, without turning around, he said, girls, get your things together. We're going to follow Colonel Bo down the hill. When we finally left the cabin and stepped out into the sunshine, I still expected to hear gunshots, and I pretty much expected to die. But my dad made the decision for the family, and we just held hands, and, you know, that was the end of it, and I had peace with it at that point. They put my sisters and I in a car and we drove down to the meadow and it looked like a scene out of an army movie. I mean, it was just surreal. There were a lot of guys walking around in their shorts like they had just been on a camping trip or something. And all for us, you know, it made no sense.
But if you look at what happened and how many times it could have been averted and avoided, how many mistakes had to be made, and how many times both sides would multiply those mistakes. The question of who was more to blame is less interesting to me than the question of how did an all-American Iowa family end up with these beliefs, and how did the government end up treating them like a group of armed terrorists. I do know there's a lot of remorse, and I know the FBI uses what happened to my family as a um, training tool as to what not to do, and that is hugely gratifying to me. But the same way they stereotyped my dad and, and blew him up into this thing that he wasn't, I think a lot of people do that with our government as well. And when you operate out of misinformation and fear, things can go wrong. tragedies that happen to uh, an innocent family in America. It happens a lot now, but uh, you just don't hear about it. But uh, this one was the first one that was really brought to light, <clears throat> I guess you could say. But uh, this is this is pretty much is, you know, and I know people get twisted around, whatever I say or whatever, but, you know, this is what, when I was younger, this, you know, it woke me up, you know. It woke up a lot of people to the fears of what could happen, you know, to uh, anyone that speaks out against the government or resist tyranny, or resist corruption. And that's basically what this this is, is a wake-up. You know, you wake up. It's sad. It's sad, you know. But, uh, you know, I got someone in the chat room there who says, come on, man, you can do better than this. I got someone, uh, Jack Forsyth there, and he likes to uh, follow me around and troll me, I guess. Uh, Jack Forsyth, come on, man, I could do better than this. huh? What do you mean by that, Jack? Jackie boy, what do you mean by that? I could do better than this. What do you mean? You know, uh, don't be, use your real name, and why don't you call in and tell me how I could do better? Call in. You see, it's trolls like you, Jackie, in the chat room, that 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 spread misinformation, that that twist things around and elevate this type of behavior. It's people like you, Jack Forsyth, if that's your real name, which is probably not. Because you're using you're using a a phony name in my chat room, acting like a complete moonbat, moonbat. This this terrible show is like Waco, won't stop. Yeah, like Waco. Yeah, we're all, more innocent people passed away. Well, you must. Well, what, well, that you just proved to be a provocateur, a government provocateur, by making comments like that. You're you're a provocateur. That's what you are. You know. You know, uh, Jack Forsyth, you know, Sleepy Joe Gibson, yeah, you're real smart, real smart. Hello, Joe, I'm a bit late today. Is this a clip clip show tonight? Yeah, clip show. Clip of your forehead, idiot. I don't know why why you got to make wise comments for. I just don't understand what's wrong with you. 
Yeah, he leaves the chat room. He leaves the chat room. All right, caller. Go ahead, caller. 214. Go ahead. Yeah, this is uh, Gunslinger. Hey. Yeah. You know, yeah, I remember all that when um, when that situation was going on with um, Randy Weaver and all that. Yeah. yeah. It's another example. It's another example that if you stand up for your rights and try to do the right thing, which they were doing the right thing, there's no doubt about that, the government will come in and gun you down in cold blood. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Exactly exactly the way they did the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas. Okay? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I don't agree with the religious aspects of the Branch Davidians. Never did, don't, never will. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, David Koresh was a nutcase. No doubt about that. Yeah. He should have been locked yeah. up. Sane asylum. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Mental institution, at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah at least. And like I said, I only live 65 miles from from Waco, okay? I was there. I seen it, not during the actual siege, but we was there about a week later, okay? And I walked the grounds at that place, and we even went back to do a little bit of electrical work on that church that they rebuilt just, as, just because what they did to them, okay? Yep. How they murdered them. Men, women, and children, the government murdered them. There's no other. There's yeah. there no other word for it. In cold blood, they burnt that fucking place down. They started that fire, okay? That consumed that so-called compound, okay? And what did they do? Nothing. Yeah. Well, what did they do? Oh, the government said they had uh, fully automatic uh, machine guns. Yep. Never found them. Yeah. They shot Never first found. to the government. They shot first to the bullet holes were going they in the door, first. not out the door. That's exactly right. That I've said this you know? a hundred thousand times. When that place burned to the ground, I see it two, they, three, four. You're next. I'm sorry. The, go the ahead. government burned it. Obviously, I, they they seen that the two double doors that you're talking about being hauled off in a government van with government plates on it. Why would they yep. do that? Why would they do that? Because, exactly. because you can see the direction of a bullet. If it goes yep. through from the outside in or from the inside out. The door right. clearly showed that the bullets were coming from the outside in. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I don't yeah. agree with the, the, I don't agree with Waco's tactics either. You know, I believe that they I mean, if the guy did break if he did break the law, then they could have went yeah. about it a different way, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have to go about it that way. Kick down the count, you know, raid the compound, you know, and and, and do the way, what they did. Well, they could have got him when he left. He had to leave sooner or later, you know. Well, there's a, and I, in fact, over here in Mesquite, Texas, which is a suburb of of Dallas, called Big Town out there, the big mall, big shopping center, all all that kind of shit. They had a gun show out there pretty much every every other month. Okay, big gun show. I've been out there many times. Many times out there, okay. I know, yeah. I know where it is. David Koresh attended that same gun show every time they had it. He drove from Waco, Texas, all the way up here to Mesquite, Texas, which is over a hundred miles one way. Yeah, hundred miles there, miles back. And if they wanted him that damn bad, 
they could have made a simple traffic stop and took him into custody. That's right. Whatever. That's right. They didn't have to go through all that crap. They didn't have to go through all that Especially when... Especially with pregnant women and children in there, too, and, and that's just total nonsense. I'm going to unmute 234 with us, too, join the conversation. Yeah. I think I know who this is. Go ahead. You know what we ought to yeah. worry about is our government. This, these sons of bitches that they are, they, they want to get involved in everybody's business, except the ones that need to be involved with, with like these child porn uh, pedophiles that run these synagogues and yeah. everything that seems it, – it, Let's get it real. Let's let's hold these assholes accountable for not doing their job because they're not doing it. Period. On any yeah, level hey, whatsoever. Yeah. Hey, gunslinger. What yeah. about and, and Dave? What about all these porn? Like we're on the internet a lot, obviously. You know, we do listen to blog talk radio and whatnot. How many times we see these pornography advertisements pop up and whatnot? You know, I mean, all non-stop. this crap. Yeah. It's all the time. Every aspect of the porn industry. Is Jewish. The one of the biggest yeah, well, rabbis one of the biggest rabbis in the last I think it was three months just purchased Pornhub. What does that <laughs> I tell wouldn't you? be surprised. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean I wish I had the money they spent on ads. Well, I would say the Catholic Church is a pretty good porn porn feeder too, well, you know, uh, the Roman well, Catholic Church. Hand in hand, <laughs> Joe. They go hand in hand, I mean, both well, of them. Here's another proof of how the government will gun you down, and this has to be courtesy of, I think it was a clip that Alex Jones did, okay? When that when all that stuff was going on down there, remember they had a, there was an airplane flying around, you know, about three 4,000 feet. They had this infrared camera, you know, that picks up heat signatures, okay? It was flying over and all this shit. There yep. was, and they, and they always showed the front. They never showed the back of that place. Always showed the front. Okay. Yeah. They had this tank, a tank, a military tank, sitting in the back, and they were shooting people as they were coming out when the fucking blaze was burning. They got it on tank. Unbelievable. You could see you could see the heat signature off of the off of the tank engine. You could see the guys. There was about four of them standing around the tank. And you could see the heat signature of the women. It was women running out because it was burning. And you could see yeah. the heat signature coming off the gun as they were mowing them down in cold blood. Hey, go Who didn't know that one, did you? Yeah, they, I bet you go they, they, that That one just up. happened again. That just happened again in Gaza. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know who this clown is Same in the chat room, guys. I don't know who this is in the chat room, if it's somebody just screwing around. I don't know who it is. You know, who knows? Obviously using a fake name or, or fake, fake face profile or what have you. I don't know. It could be anyone. It could be somebody who's on the podcast show all the time just joking around. I don't know. But uh, if, 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 it, if it is, you know, obviously they're bored and they're just trying to get attention. And, or it's a government agent and provocateur, you know. And but this, is, but this is a prime example of people. I don't like that dishonest stuff, you know. If you're you 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 if you're you you know whoever you are i mean you have people have nicknames like gunslinger or whatever that's fine you know but these other people purposely disguise themselves to you know and, and put phony pictures up you know i mean the you're cowards. hiding something yeah 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 i mean you know come on it's just it's just it's just you know joking around stuff and everything this isn't a joke this stuff we're talking about this isn't funny 
Yeah. You know, and I'm not no, telling no. everybody to go look under, you know, under a rock from Freemasons. I'm not telling everybody to do that. And I'm not talking about hate your government, hate your country and everything. No, I don't preach that at all. I don't. I want to see the good in my country prevail. I want to see good. I want to see a good government ran properly. I want to see honest government. I want to see people thriving to clean up the trash. That's what I want to see. Are you always going to have corruption? Are you always going to have lies? You always will. Absolutely. But, but at the level, at this level, no. It can't. It's, no. No. it's ridiculous. We don't you know? have enough jail. We don't have enough jails for all the bullshit that's going on, not, not counting the criminals that they've already turned loose again, but to, to, to lock well, the ones up that need to be in there too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just all that don't get tough on – that all that, that get tough on crime and stuff like that. Look, all that they're leaning on. Let me tell you something. They're not leaning. They're locking people up at the normal rate they always have been in this country. I think that's all oh, media propaganda, you know, hey, that letting them let loose up, and everything. They ain't locking up the goddamn traitors, the ones that are treating well, no, this country no, and letting no, people invade no. it. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean the usual people. Up. I mean the usual yeah. people, the drug dealers well, and stuff I don't like know. that. Look at Chicago, Joe. Look at Chicago. They turn. I mean, they literally indoct and put in the uh, declaration and, and legislation and pass the bills to turn that place into a shit show because you turn away uh, attempted murder. They murderers. say it. Uh, they say it. Yeah, they say I mean, it. But I'll be honest God. with you. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anybody from Chicago who calls into this show who actually can give me Sorry. eyewitness testimony that they're letting people out. Sarge. No, Sarge is Sarge from Georgia. Is no, he's from Georgia. No, he's from Georgia. Oh, I thought he, he, he was. Did he live in Chicago yeah. or work there? Maybe he used to. Yeah, he used to be a. He was an Illinois state trooper, but he moved to Georgia. That's he lives what in Georgia he was. now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know, so you know, I don't know, gunslinger. Where you? Where you're at? Are they still? I mean, I mean, what are the courts? Are the courts letting people what are you out? Thinking here? Oh. What is it okay to even think about something like that kind of stuff? Though, Where, whose mindset is that? What does that say? Uh, even let no. that be okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's okay to be pedophile and put it on the ballot and just walk in here and say, yeah, let's just go ahead and do that. Huh? Bullshit. No, I know, I know. What, Gunslinger, yeah. your area in Texas there, are they, let, are they still tough on crime? I'll get to you. I'm going to ask you, Tave, too, same question. What Gunslinger asked first. What is it like, the courts and everything? Are they the same or what? Well, it just depends on what court you go to, Okay. Okay. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are are shit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how big a uh, are you in? They're still they're still ran by the same, you know. I call them jack booted, you know, robes. People in robes. Yeah, yeah. Black robes. Yeah. Okay. So in your yeah, town, if your town gunslinger, in your town, if you go if you go break in or shoplift or or something or or even a minority group, if they do that, they're going to go to jail, right? They're not going to let them out, right? Oh yeah. They'll throw the book at you. Okay, the gotcha. book yeah. Fact, there's there's just one judge, okay, that I went before on two different occasions. Now there's like uh, one, two, three, four, five little cities around me. You know, they're not big cities. You know, they're just small. You know, but this judge is the same judge for every damn city. Jeez. Five of them. He goes. He drives around every day to all these different ones, and he's a judge. Now, are wow. all five of them cities are they all Republican or Democrat? Are they split? Mostly here in this area, it's it's Republican, okay, majority, okay. But there are still how Democrats, you, out, especially Dallas. So how? Dallas I mean, schools. let's just say one of them cities was uh, it was Democrat. How would he do that? How'd he sit on the bench with that bias like that? I don't, know how they, I, don't know, I don't know how they do it. But boy, this son of a bitch here, he's a, he's a tall, jack-booted uh, person in a black robe, man, I'm telling you. Judge, wow. I've never seen wow. anybody, 
<laughs> I've never seen anybody do that. You know, because yeah. I had a situation over the town that I grew up in, which he was a judge assigned a search warrant for my house. Then when I got over here, I got a traffic ticket and went down here to this little uh, this little town right next to me, and <laughs> I walked into the courtroom and my God, it's him. I said, really? They knew his name. I said, oh, well, we meet again. Unreal. 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 Now, now, what about now, like? Yeah. Okay, well, I wanted to ask you about now. What about your area, Dave? My area, area my area is full-blown Democratic, and I just told you last week they had passed a bill in city council in Akron, which is a, uh, it's a little smaller than Cleveland, not much smaller, but we uh, First Amendment is just basically getting tore away. They're limiting co- or, uh, just to go up to talk to council one time per month and for 10 people only per council meeting. So they're limiting yeah, to yeah. people, and then wow. if – if you are, if you do any uh, uh, shoplifting or anything like that under a thousand dollars, they don't lock you up. But the problem here is, this is now. Let's sit down when I tell you this one. We have a problem with the sheriff and the municipality. Akron itself has its own police department, which is is, is larger than the sheriff's department, actually. And what's happening is the sheriff's, the jail in Akron is so overcrowded that they're turning people away. So you have people making phone calls to, for a violent uh, – there was a woman, I think it was eight, eight, nine months ago. A woman called that she was domestic violence. She was getting beat by her boyfriend. So they go pick her up, pick him up, and they take him to the jail. As the police pull in – the Summit County Sheriff and the Akron Police Department, they're almost like they're drag racing trying to get to the, to, the uh, processing and booking part of the jail where they pull in and they pull the door down behind the car. Well, the, the, the sheriff has jurisdiction over the jail. So these, yeah. now mind you, these guys are, are going to almost fist fight and go into a gun battle with each other. The, the sheriff and the policeman, because they don't want to have to take the person back that they have in the back of their car. They end up taking this guy wow. back and beat this girl. They say, hey, we can't, we can't take him. The intake's too full. They take him back wow. to his house, cut him loose. Four hours later, they go back, and he almost killed her again. Wow. Oh, gee. Well, that's that's what kind of shit goes on here. That's, yeah, that's messed up. This is, this is borderline uh, New York City. They, actually, Time Magazine came in Akron and was going to do a documentary on a uh, an old towpath where they used to have like mules or horses pull uh, boats right next to them along a, a little canal. Well, when yeah. the Time Magazine got here, they said, "The hell with that. We can't. We're not doing this here because this is Little Detroit." They turned around and did it on uh, opioids and overdoses because Akron was one of the most critical places in the country at one point with that. Little- well, I just wow. looked it up. I just, I just looked it up here for for the jail that's in Dallas County. Uh-huh. Which is uh, Loose Terry Justice Center. The average daily jail population, this is daily now, seven days a week, there's 6,500 people in that jail. Wow. It has a, it wow. Has a maximum capacity of 7,100. This thing looks like a little city. It's got four <laughs> big, huge towers. Yeah, that's what they are. The yeah, that's what... yeah they're, they're cities. I've been there. I've been in there a few, a couple of times. Oh my God, that place! Oh I, man! Yeah, yeah, man. 
You you want to see well, a, something that's maybe eighth wonder of the world? Visit this other place. Wow. Well, anyway, just to update everybody on my case, my situation, because I know a lot of people are wanting to know anyway, because we talked about it the other day. Um, I didn't go. I didn't go, like I said, into to the court. And my lawyer didn't go, like everybody knows. I think that's where we left off. They continued it to January 30th. There you go. Good, then. <laughs> so I like that. So that saying, just don't go into their jurisdiction, I guess maybe that might work, huh? Well, you know? well, I'd like to know what the hell your attorney's excuse is, that prick. I don't know. Well, he called me uh, last night, and I chewed him out. And uh, he said, well, I got it continued to the 30th, Mr. Gibson. Well, you know, and I said, but, but still, that, that's that's not, you know, what, what's going So I don't want to go over all details right now, but I instructed him what to do, pretty much what we talked about. Told him what to do, and uh, he better had to get it dismissed, and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. So just, you know, basically everything we talked about. And uh, instruct him he needs to get rid of that. You know, get it dismissed. There's no, there's no reason. He needs to fight for me, you know. There's so many different ways he can fight for me. The evidence need to be, needs to be suppressed. I mean, thrown out, first of all, because the way they took it was illegal and unconstitutional. Um, and a bunch of other things, you know. So did you, uh, uh, for now, it looks like it bought me some time. What's that? Did you get a hold of the hospital and get that information you were looking for? No, I'm, your, uh, uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. It didn't go to a hospital. It went to the crime lab, so the state crime lab, okay? But the problem is, you see, they took it in the back of an ambulance. They're supposed to take it at a medical facility. Okay, they're not supposed to take it. Yeah, well, no, it's supposed to bring it to When you have a DUI, right, and they Mm -hmm. suspect you're you're, uh, drunk driving, they're supposed to take you to an emergency room and have the blood drawn there, right? That's That's what I was always taught. Yep. Plus, it's it's more of a... The environment can't be contaminated for the basic reason to not ruin the case. Yeah, well, there's a chain of custody. There's a chain of custody. Yeah. I mean, because you know, because everywhere that blood went, there has somebody has to sign on for it and sign off. Right. Everywhere where, where, where it was tainted, you know, it's evidence. It's it's it's, it's forensic evidence, right? Right. Makes yep. sense. I mean, so with that being said, on that on that note, I mean, I got time now to campaign. You know, continue campaigning and uh, bring some uh, media attention to this. Does it yeah. how the, the judge is going to see this. Is he going to be pissed off or has he got a, a bad taste in his mouth? That's like not going to work almost. You know, they, you, get a, you, you leave a bad reputation, like someone not showing up for court. But now, what if you would have, that attorney, he said, oh, I got it handled. Well, what would have happened if he, you got picked up about 10 minutes before he got it handled? Now, what would that have turned into? I know. I know. Yeah. yeah I know. bad. He's not going to yeah. get you out of jail. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. I, I would have gotten a failure to appear, and I would have had yep. to post a bond, and the, and the going raised $5,000, you know? Mm-hmm. So you need about, what, you need about, uh, uh, I think it's like, what, 8% if you get a bondsman, you know? So right. I would need about 800 bucks yeah. or something, you know? Money you know, I mean, it was stupid. Yeah, Because you yeah. already got money in him to show up and do his job. Yep, yeah, yeah, two grand, two grand. Well, now it gives me time to deal with the other lawyers that screwed up. All the other stuff we talked about, it gives me time to fight back now. You know, now I know where they're coming from. I know what's coming at me. I know what they're doing. I know the dirty tricks they're playing. I know they're not going to let it go. I know they're going to use that blood against me. So it gives me time to work on my own behalf and go after them, you know, and, uh, and maybe, you know, and, and, and get a chance to make some money. 
you know, because, you know, I mean, it takes time to make money. You know, it's the holiday season, you know, whatnot. You know, money, you know, I'm not made, I'm not made of gold here, you know. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I gave up my business. I mean, I, I'm going to have to go back into business for myself, you know. That's what I'm going to have to do, you know, and if I don't win this election, you know. So the key is right now is get ahead in the polls here and win this election and win this primary. That's the most – win this primary. That's the key right now and become the nominee for the Republican Party and then win next year in November. That's the key. That's my goal right now. Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, what do you, what's your opponent running on? What's his uh, platform? He's, he's, an incumbent. He's, an incumbent. he's the incumbent. He's been already elected yeah. twice to the post. So he's already been here. For, he's been here twice already. He wants a third term. Well, third term, look at the job he's doing. What kind of job has he done? What kind of job has he I mean, done? <laughs> I mean, just look around the country for starters, but just look at, look at my state. Look at my district. And, you know, crime is up 37%. You know, I mean, come on. You know, I mean, I can go on I and on and on about be, the numbers. Taxes are up. That's going to be a you know? huge, huge. That would be huge, I think, this time around for everybody running into anything 2024 coming up is the amount of crime. Because once this infiltration and invasion that we're dealing with gets to really kicking off, because now not just as border states are down there on the border, every state is a border state now. Because We have to come invaded. up with new solutions, Dave. New solutions yep. to curb crime. Yep. All this get tough on crime and lock everybody up doesn't work. All this woke yep. uh, just to slap people on the wrist don't work. We've got to come up with a common sense solution you know, that's going to benefit everybody. We all know violent offenders, rapists, and scumbags like that. Of course we know we throw the book at them and give them life in jail. Yeah. We know that. Come on. Yeah. But you know, all this other crap that people are in jail for, they don't need to be there, man. There's other ways well, of handling it. It seems like they'll probably be letting a lot of the uh, the marijuana people out because, uh, you know, they're, they're, everybody's pushing. It's not federally. What do you think of that? That was asked to me. That was I asked to that. me the last time I ran in a primary. They, I when I was interviewed by the local news media, they asked me on two, right. two questions here. I'm going to ask your opinions on this. They asked me mm-hmm. online sports gambling. They asked me about that. What do you guys think about that and the legalization of marijuana? Well, the online sports gambling I don't have a problem with because it's your money. You can do what the hell you want with. Now, you're not going to hurt anybody. Well, but if you now this, – this marijuana thing now, I, and I've got a problem with this because people put a lot of false uh, information out about this. Let me explain that when you actually take the, the original plant from the ground and you yeah. decide that that's what you're going to smoke – the amount of THC that's in that is minimal, very, very yep. minimal, and you really don't get high, okay? But you have every fucking yo-yo in town that wants to do – they want to use the excuse for they have post-traumatic syndrome, whatever, they got this, and you got, yeah, they yeah. got everything except the hemorrhoid, and what they want to do is get high. It's a reason to get high because it's not – I don't know. It's just to me, I don't see the point. And, and when you smoke the dope that these guys are getting, it is actually the government stuff that the growers are giving out or whatever they're doing. That elevated THC is manufactured for the simple purpose to create a high. It's not anything medicinal. The medicinal part of the plant goes into the CBD oil. The, the, the CBD. Yeah, but you're asking now government to regulate something now then. Government's well, going to have to regulate. That's more laws. You know, well, I'm against they, more laws. Want to do. That's what they want to do. They want to tax everything, so now they've got their hand on that. Uh, they can't tax methamphetamine 
because they've already got it on the mar- They've already got it on the market as Adderall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, well. it's but I don't understand where people. Uh, a lot of black, especially like Spockus, and I was talking to them guys about this the other night. A lot of the black communities are enraged about this because they understand that people want to get high and do their thing, but they feel that that's being pushed onto their areas or the, that whatever you know, and it's yeah, actually yeah. a hindrance. It's a hindrance yeah. because when people, kids are getting out there getting stoned. But I think, I mean, I think there's more to it. I think Joe yeah, what Biden do you think, and, uh, Gunslinger? Yeah, what do you think, Gunslinger? What's your opinion on that? Is he still there? He's gone. Gunslinger! I think Mayorkas and Biden are part of the goddamn uh, carly, uh, cartels. I think they've let these these, these drug dealers come across the border because they're in business with them. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get Gunslinger's take on that, the uh, legalization of marijuana and uh, uh, online sports gambling. How, what do you say as a, as a politician, okay? It's, it's now legal where I'm at. It just passed. And, but that's on the state level. Federally, it's not. So, what, so I, I'm trying to figure out federally now if you cross the line, you go to the RICO Act. Well, for starters, I want the federal government out of it. For starters, the federal government would have to be out of it. I don't want the feds involved in anything that state if we're going to legalize it. I don't want the feds to be involved. Right. Let the state let state handle it. You know what I mean? Right. So well, if I'm it's going to be regulated. Why won't both of them be either legal? So now you've got the feds that are illegal, and you have the states that are legal in some places. So you have a, you know you're on a, a closing Well, the state says it's, it's legal. The state says it's legal. You already know where I stand on that. The state's, yeah. state's law, state over trumps the feds any day of the week. State always right. trumps the feds. The state's rights first, always. Never the federal see, government. Now, Never. Well, Unless it comes to what? About, Unless okay, it comes to what? The border? Like, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, here's what happens. When you go across and say a border say state to state, here's the thing is, the recreational stuff now that you can do, they allow so many plants per person per home. So if there's two adults in the house in Akron, you're allowed to have 12 plants. So yeah. I don't, we're, we're, so when does it become a trafficking situation where now the feds are going to come in and say, hey, you can't have yeah, I know. It, yeah. plants. I mean, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, I know. It's like gun, gun laws. It's like the gun laws. You exactly. know, the gun laws in, in around the country, you know, this state is like my home state, Connecticut. It's a police state when it comes to guns. I mean, you can't do anything when it comes to guns up there. Everything is illegal, everything. I mean, you can't even buy ammunition without a driver's license and a background check now, you know, which is absolutely there ridiculous. A, yeah. There was a case <laughs> up there somewhere, up farther north, where a guy went to – okay, here's the thing. He had his – before they went to a uh, 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 open carry – there was a, he had his concealed carry permit, and, and it was one of them states like you're talking. It's so tight, he couldn't do anything about it. You know? But here's the thing. When he left his house and he went to work, on the property that he parked at and went into his part of his job, he was legally carrying where he had his permit. But if he went to the farther end of the building and went through past a couple different stores, like say a mall or something, he had moved into another state walking. And he was not permitted to have that. Wow. And the shit hit the, shit hit the fan. And I think they, they ended up going to, they went to the Supreme Court, I believe it was maybe a couple months ago. They ended up saying, hey, you can't have Delaware saying you can open carry and you can't have the, an adjoining state say no. And it was, they said constitutionally it's, it's, you can't do it to them. You know, yeah, everybody's yeah. able to carry every time, anywhere, anyhow. 
Just like yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know? Well, that's how it is in North Carolina here. Yeah. Guy serves his time and does his time in prison or whatever the hell they do. There's nonviolence. I, I believe not, or I believe violent offenders shouldn't be able to get one. Or if they do be able, or are able to, it should be really tough for them to do it, especially if they're a repeat offender. But now a, a felon that's nonviolent, some guy that doesn't do his taxes or uh, – I don't well, know. North Carolina here, in. North Carolina here, yeah, North Carolina, you, if it's, it's at past seven years, they can't go back for, uh, that's why North Carolina for guns. So, you, you, you get, you, if, even if you're a felon, you can get your rights restored. They, you got to file, you got to oh. go to the court and you can get a, a thing to get your rights restored. I think it's seven or ten years, I'm not sure. But even a How felon, much and now, yeah, unless it's a sex crime, unless it's a sex crime, they won't let you do it if it's right. a sex crime. You know, and we, I talked to my buddy about this the other night. I said, you know, I'm sitting here watching Congress and these, these assholes in these judicial meetings, and they're, they're all complaining about everything that everybody, each party is doing wrong. I said, and I hear I get my mail, and I, I talk to the mailman every day. He's a pretty good guy. And I said, uh, how many of these goddamn pedophilia flyers do you hand out? He said, man, yeah. he, I don't even want to talk about that. I go, why? <laughs> Because there's a case of them. He goes, there's a box of them sitting at the, at the post office. And he goes, I don't know if it's all for the same person or if it's all different people. And I said, that's outstanding. I go, when did America decide it was okay to turn pedophiles loose into the public, into your own? It, that's, that's the damn the indoctrination and the damnation of this government and yeah. the people behind it to, to, to completely – Make this transgender whole agenda okay. I mean, yeah. you get a flyer yeah. in the mail and it says, "Okay, so and so lives in, in this house. He's a fifth. Degree, he's a five tier offender. He's he's been charged. He's all his case and everything else, and a picture of the guy and everything. And they make a big deal out of it. What the hell? Listen, there's a place for those people, and it ain't here. Well, a lot of I, you know what? I disagree with this this this, this registry because I'm gonna tell you something right now. This registry thing, for especially for Guys, they just do it as a blanket registry. That means the guy who got arrested who was 18 years old, okay, who dated a 16-year-old girl who now has a sex pr- – because his parents had him arrested. Now he's – for the rest of his life, he's got a sex charge against him, and he's got a, he's got registered everywhere he goes. That's dead wrong, man. That's well, how, dead how about wrong. California? Yeah. How about California where you have just the same scenario you just mentioned? Instead of upping the age or making it tighter for, the, you know, for that to be more lax – what they've done is lower the age for the girl to be uh, be courted by the man and not be in trouble. So wow. you can have a 19 year old, and yeah, and it goes down in like I think 13 or 14 now, and it, they're wow. not in trouble. And they vote wow. and accept it. And these assholes want this that guy out there to be the president of this country. Perfect. Just another <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Where is uh, where's Sarge at? Where is Sarge at? Where's Bianca at? They don't ever call into my show no more. What's going on with that? Ever since I ever since I put my name on the ballot, bam, they disappeared. <laughs> no, I, I, Sarge was doing something. I was uh, Chewbacca had a show the other night, and uh, Sarge and him was on there, and they were going at it pretty good. And I just I just sat back and listened for most of it, but uh, they uh, yeah. Sarge was doing something. I think he was. He was doing something work-wise. I don't know if it was actually work-work or he was working. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I was going to say, which I don't mind anyway because this is my off night anyway. I, I just Nobody knew I was doing a show tonight, really, unless you're on my Facebook page. You're, that's the only way you're going to see right. it, you know, uh, I mean, so because I don't, you know, I don't really do do shows. I'm just, but I think what I'm doing is I'm going to start doing more shows because of the campaign, because of the campaign. Absolutely and I'm going to start talking should. about more political issues, more politic issues, political issues that are facing us today. You know what I mean? You know what you need to do, Because if I'm running for public office, 
That's what I need and to do, sit right? Down, sit down and make a couple, uh, make a couple minute, three couple, three five minute speeches, or you know whatever, and talk about your platform so you can just play it, you know, run the show and then play it, walk away, do whatever you're going to do for a little bit, and then come yeah. back to it, like a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to do, man. I mean. Yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna tell you right now. Well, this is, this is well. Check this out already. Whoever's listening, I know I got a few callers on the line here. Most most, most people leave when I play these documentaries, which is kind of like what I wanted. Wanted, hey, like you were just saying, I left. <laughs> you know, I was doing some other things. Uh, well, anyway, this is my points that I'm I'm going. This is my stuff right now. These are it's just ten points. Ten points that I'm pretty much doing in my mail-in flyers. This is this is my ten points that I'm running on right here. Medical freedom. We believe that the, that government and the private sector have no. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Let me start all over. We believe that government and the private sector have no authority to make medical decisions for North Carolina citizens and our children. We believe individual body autonomy is a fundamental and unalienable right endowed to us by our by the Creator. Number two, parents' rights. We believe that parents have the right to determine the curriculum and the uh, uh, cultural and moral values taught in, to their children in school. Uh, and parents alone should provide the final and, unqu- and unquestioned consent for any and all medical procedures, counseling, or therapy provided to their children by any institution or organization. Number three, education reform. We believe that parents should have the right to choose where their children are educated and should have the choice to direct their tax dollars to the educational institution of their choice. Number four, sanctity of life. We believe that life begins at conception. There is one race... Uh, there is there is one race, and we are all created in the image of God. As a result, we will uh, passionately embrace all measures to reduce and restrict abortion, which is killing which which is the killing of our ch- uh, child of a child of the Creator. Until this shame is permanently and forever abolished, and the sin upon the land is washed from uh, the the consciousness of the nation. Number five, religious freedom. We believe that the state has no right to limit, uh, suspend, or prohibit the free exercise of religious services by executive order for any reason, and uh, and uh, excuse me, and laws should be passed to restrain the overreach of government power to violate the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. The First Amendment is a sacred, unalienable right and must be protected by the full power of law. Any violation is, by definition, illegal and immoral. Number six, traditionally family. Traditionally, traditional family. We believe in a creator who created two genders from conception, which are male and female. We believe that marriage is the union of one man to one woman, and that marriage is a holy covenant between two people before God. Number seven, private property rights. We believe that a primary responsibility of government is to enforce the laws of the land and to protect private property rights of North Carolina citizens against illegal searches, seizures, and damage. Number eight, pro-Second Amendment. We believe in the, in the right of the people to keep and bear arms as promised to us in the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution, and that government has no right to infringe upon the fundamental right of the people. Number nine, OSHA reform. We believe the, that federal and state OSHA uh, – um, excuse me, uh, let me start all over. We believe that federal and state, state OSHA laws no, has or has no authority – 
to mandate, uh, discriminate against, or penalize any employer or employee for decisions made by employees employees between their employers about their own health. Number 10, legislative reform. We believe in the Tenth Amendment of the United States Constitution uh, that reserves all powers which are not explicitly delegated to the federal government, to the states, and to the people. We believe that legislators have a responsibility to protect liberty and freedom as to their first and highest responsibility and to reform all legislation that violates the U.S. and North Carolina constitutions and illegally infringes on the rights of the people. There you go. What do you think? I, I sent you a picture that I added the 11th one. Did you get that one? No. Did you, did you see that when you sent me that picture? On the, I put it on the bottom and I said, the number 11, uh, anti-Semitic in which we will deem as anti-Semitic is people speaking anti-American, anti-anything America, you will be banished from this land. <laughs> I wish we could do that, but no I don't shit. think that'll fly. <laughs> Right. I think people that are that are in that are in the uh, uh, school. I mean, people that have student visas and that are here on temporary uh, uh, That's citizenship. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I think that if they're if they're out here speaking anti-American, anti-constitution, and they're, and they're and they're out there protesting. Now they have a right to protest, but Polar they should visas. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. You have to yep. you have to abide by them. That's there's a, there's a fine line there. I mean, the free speech is one thing, but. It's not free speech for somebody from a, a religion to say uh, you can take the mother and cut the baby from the womb and bash its head against the rock like the Talmud says. You know, they, that's something, that's not free speech. That's insinuating violence and death. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, you're, right, you're right, you're right. It's crazy. What's the number but, of that other show, Gunslinger? What's the, what's the, what's the number? Good your 10 things sound Gunslinger, good. Gunslinger, I'll call it so we can hear it and we'll tie it into that show. Uh, he's, I, he said he's heading over to the other show, the Vaughn uh, We Hunt later. Oh, I, I guess that, it's a weird name, Vaughn We Hunt. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I don't know how he came oh, up with that name. That name. Yeah, Vaughn We Hunt. Joe, I'm telling you, your, your biggest rival oh, yeah, is pretty, uh, yeah. pharmaceuticals. And, uh, I mean, he, those bastards, they're, they're, they're the most corrupt yeah. people on the planet. And What's you the got, number uh, of it? Crime. I'll head on over there. I'll try to head on over there so we can... Uh, the tie into that show, I guess. What's the number of that show? Uh, boy, I don't have it. If I go, if I click over there, it's, it's going to. Well, I might be able to get it. I might be able to get it. If, yeah, I, if I click on the show, I won't be able to do it because uh, the uh, it'll kick everybody it, out of the chat room. No, I'm right. looking at Blog Talk right now. What's the name of it? Yeah, it's called the uh, the Von We Hunt Show. Okay, hang on a second. Let me look down through the list here. Yeah. And then I can get in there. It's like, it's like, you know. But in case you guys missed it, we did a recap. I always like to play it every couple of years. I like to play the Ruby Ridge story. And then sometimes I play the Waco story. I just, you know, it's something, the wake-up call for people. You know, it was a sad story. Uh, you know, of course, I'm not by any means promoting uh, standoffs with the government. Uh, by all means, you should not do that uh, or invite any type of standoff. That is wrong. So I uh, just let everyone know that. Oh, there he is. Put it in the chat room now. Okay, very good. Okay, so I'm right. clicking on I'll it now. It just yeah. came up. Yeah, I'll be able to it's click uh, in there, and, uh, and then maybe we can comment on what they're talking about. Let's see here. Maybe he'll, uh, he won't know it's me calling in. Um, you want the number? Yeah, I got it. No, I got it. Uh, so let me put it in the oh, chat okay. room. 
three, five, four. Six, Hang nine, on, I'm going to call nine, it nine, one nine. second here. Three, four, three, four, three, seven. Oh. Hopefully, no, he won't know it's me. Uh, all right, let's see, let's see what happens here. Let's see. <laughs> Is that his real name, We Hunt? <laughs> I don't know. Love, hope, I like that. <laughs> Welcome to Blog Can't Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. Well, we'll give him a minute. He's playing He's playing a commercial, I guess. I, I go to call in and he's, on, uh, he's playing a commercial. <laughs> hey, it says Von Wee. Von Weehunt, the Germanic warlord of the airwaves. Cult radio like no other. Porch has been passed. <laughs> well, I like that name, Von Weehunt. Von, yeah. Von Weehunt. Von Weehunt. Weehunt. Hey, how's it go? Um, uh, I forgot what goes, how the song goes. I forget. <laughs> hey, how about this? I watched a show last night, a podcast a guy was doing. He was doing a, it's called a chron- chronological line of events that he's dated back through, uh, I can't remember the date that, that the actual Jews claim that Abraham was born. I think it's thir- something, 1344 or some shit like that. I got this piece of paper right here somewhere, I thought. Anyway, the, this is a guy that's gone through, he was in prison for 20 years. So, so he does a lot of reading, okay? Now, well, and this is crazy. He goes, there, this guy in 1856, he had a book that he was quoting out of, and he said that uh, this guy in 1856 was questioning why all of a sudden when there was three calendars we have in this world, the Gregorian, and I forget the name of the other two, but that's what basically has gone through the whole world we've dealt with. And we have uh, the other ones are 360 days. Ours is like 365. He goes, never until the people of the Jewish descent was there any discrepancy on any date that something happened. Like if the War of 1812, they all yeah. three agreed on it cal- calendar-wise. No discrepancy. Well, let me see if he's he back said, on here. Hang on. Oh, God, I thought you were done. No, he said 900 years ago, these people, have dis- they decided they altered – Every piece of document that they could get their hands on, and guess what the main one was? What's that? Your King, your Holy Bible. Well, I don't know. I don't hey, believe all that, but but I'm you know, you know, we have a disagreement on that. Hey, I'm hey gonna, I got nine oh seven here. One got his hand up. I'll look at it. I'll look at the link. Go ahead, nine oh seven. Because it's a fact. Oh me, I was just. It's it, this is Boyd. Hey, listen, I was. Uh, just calling in before the end of the show, just oh, okay. in case you ran into o- OT and stuff right at the moment. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, you know, just getting All right. ready. I'm checking in with the I'm checking in with the Von Von We Hunt show. I'm trying to get it, but he's playing music every time I get over there, so I'm tr- trying to see if he's still on. Let's see. All right, it is according to 16th century there French astrologer Nostradamus. He has his infamous Les Prophecies, published in the year 1000. 555. Wow. Predicting the future across 942 quatrains. He had to hide them in poetic verses to not be called a heretic by the French king. So some tribute is um, text with predicting 9-11, the rise of 
Der Führer, Adolf Hitler, and the development of artificial intelligence. Described as the prophet of doom, he was inspired by a biblical text in his own experiences of plague, war, famine, with predictions often focusing on terrible bad things and sorrow, of course. He says the world is facing dangerous conflict and a new king in 2024. Well, a new king for England, not for America. We shall see. According to Chinese astrology, you know, in this, this next year, it's going to be the year of the dragon, a fiery and violent foe overseeing the world. We'll see what happens. Joe Biden and President Xi of China met last month in an attempt to draw tensions between both countries. Have you heard this all before? Nostradamus predicts conflict with yeah, what he calls the red adversary. Uh, let's see what happens when he takes callers. Let's see what happens when he takes callers. Wow. I thought well, he was talking about that there could be a combat and naval battle. Yeah, hang on, let me mute him real quick here. All right, have him mute him. What's that? What'd you say, Dave? I thought, hell, as soon as he started talking, I thought he was talking about, he might have, it sounded like he was listening to that guy that I saw last night that talked about that because he was going back to, I think that year he said it was like a 1,100 or something. That's how far back this went. Because yeah, well. This is a discrepancy because they what they did was, if you do it chronologically and you take the, the authors of every book and everything that happened all back then, the people that were actually legitimate, they have pieces of, literature that you can take and say, okay, here's a document, not some bullshit hearsay thing. He goes, this is what's happened. This is like a war or something, uh, a building was made, some, anything. They never just had any discrepancy until that changed when they, they got a hold of the printing companies. And then there's a big discrepancy with the birth of Abraham and the time it went through from the Noah, the, uh, the flood. And there's a 200, something about 200 years and that is because he said, and this is what the guy claims from 1856 was making this, com- this comment. He said, what happened was the Romans were not the best people in the world. You know how they run their bathhouses. They weren't the, the, uh, the upright, uh, what do you want to call it? They, they, they were more bi. You know, they had the, the little gay orgy things going. Yeah, they had a lot of homosexuality running around. Yes, yes. You but know? they did not do it with children. Okay? That's the big thing he was saying. Children weren't involved. Adults, you do what we know do of. as an adult. Yes, that we know <laughs> of. He goes, but, he goes, but these people came in, and the Romans got bent out of shape over it. And there's a name for it. It's not the Homolador, but it's something like that, where they went after every single person, the Jewish descent, the Judaism, because they were the pedophilias. And they said they, they called it the uh, – the swing of the blade, or something like that. And yeah, but let's look at the same tactic. Yeah, I know, but let's look at the t- you know compare societies to today. It's the same thing today. We have the demoralization <laughs> of society today. It's yeah. just history repeating yeah. itself. I mean, we have and this woke. Why. We have this woke people. Saying, hey, yeah, I know, but we have exactly these woke people. I know, but listen exactly to me. We have these people out there. We have these people. Yeah, I know, but listen to me. We have these people that are calling us up. This is what I disagree with. If you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. Yeah. Why? Are, why are we going to allow people to dictate to us? Like, if, for instance, we're going to like if there's a clerk that's waiting on me at the grocery store, and it, it's obviously a woman. Well, I don't know if you can tell nowadays. Sometimes anyway, but but we obviously right. know it's a man. But and, and yeah. it's got a missus there, and I and you if know you it's a man. And you have name. to obey. 
I have to obey that, that it's a woman? That, that's, that is exactly that's really what man. happened because the people <laughs> oh, that are in charge now, the people that are in charge now that have got control of all this bullshit, these laws, and these people that are letting this go on, back then they were persecuted by the Romans, and they got pissed off. And yeah. they have a all right. they are Hang on, I got another caller here. Hang on, I got another caller. Hey, this number I think I might recognize one of my area, so let's see. Go ahead there. Yeah, good evening. I figured I'd bring that call without checking to make sure you weren't out here. <laughs> yeah, for them jobs. Jobs. Yeah. All right, good deal. I hope everyone's doing all right. Uh, if my voice sounds familiar, it's probably because uh, I sound like two other people that run a show all the time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy here, 10, he hasn't been on here in a long time, so I might show in a long time. But, uh, yeah, but you're no, all new callers that are on me. With me now. I've been busy. No more Medellicon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Where's I heard what happened. Joe, where, 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 when's the last time you talked to Mike? Singer. Oh, I, it's been a long time. I mean, I just talked well, on the phone. I just talked to him about three hours ago. I but you're supposed to call in. And I take didn't. it you cleaned but. up your room some and. and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the last time we talked to him, he was having trouble with that uh, that roommate thing. Oh um, no, no, no! This, this, this isn't somebody. This isn't have. This person doesn't have anything to do with Mike Singer. This person that's no, calling no, no, right here. You haven't heard from Mike, have you? Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, I spoke to no, him. Last told you time a few hours I was ago. out here, everybody was too busy going hello, Joe, and all the other. Oh, I know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that turned into a big, big bunch of bullshit. Oh, it was and, rough. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah. well, let me. Well, what's on your mind? What's going on? Well, I want to talk to you privately. Obviously, we're going to talk about private stuff on here. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll anyway, talk about that. I just called in the road, the, the the show to shoot the shit. Um, uh, been doing a lot. Like I said, um, I don't got two more promotions at my job, and I, that's why I'm always on the road now. Um, I got a, a group of seven that work underneath me from Monroe, North Carolina, and the ones up here in Winston. So I'm no longer in charge of 60 locations. I'm in charge of 120 locations. Holy uh, shit! It's like it's going to expand again. I'm in charge of all the companies. I mean, all the acquisitions the company buys. So it's just wow. been, uh, nothing but growing. But they pay me more, so and they pay me more and more. So I'm not going to complain. Jeez, you might and be a about, corporate executive pretty soon. Yes, yeah, who knows? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so about uh, I'll tell you a real quick story that I think everybody should if you're worried about your health. Yeah, back go ahead. in April. I started doing a lot of research about ketivore and carnivore. I started watching a lot of uh, Ken Berry's, Dr. Ken Berry's YouTube videos and about eating meats, Anthony Chafee's videos about how plants are trying to kill you. And, uh, you know, they're catchy titles, of course. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. so I, I figured, you know what? A buddy of mine came over here one night, and he was thinking about trying it because Jordan Peterson is one of his heroes, and he tried it. So I... I said, okay, I'll do the 90-day challenge. So for 90 days, I ate nothing but beef, butter, bacon, and eggs. I know what's happening. 90 days. Every, every doctor will tell you that's going to kill you. But do you know what yep. happened? Within the first week, you got, you, I, everything's I dropped. Ain't it? Uh, yes. I went from 232 <laughs> pounds to 178 pounds in five months. Wow. My, my skin that's chapped on my elbows my whole life because of the work I used to do outside. Gone. Really? I have to shave three times. Yeah, I have to shave three times a freaking week now because my facial hair can actually fill in and grow yep. faster. Um, I think that's got something to do balls, with cholesterol, too. 
Yeah, they always tell you. Guys well, your yeah, well, your that's where they get you at because a certain one of your cholesterols will go up a little bit, but everything else yep. is great. So yep. you know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I went from a size thirty six. I can fit in a thirty one now. Wow. And yeah, so it's uh, that's what I've been doing, and I've been preaching it to people. I've got several of my friends doing it now, and they're all doing it. One of them's dropped fifty pounds in the past four months. Um, How's your sleeping? You know, name? Uh, five hours sleep. I'm ready to get the hell up and go to work. That's if you can get a solid five, you're good. They say it, it, they've been telling us all our lives we need eight hours of sleep. That's all bullshit. Yes. Well, right is. now, hey, right now, right now, I got uh, Boyd on here and uh, Gunslinger. Well, yeah, and, I, uh, I see the chat, but it's in my old freaking name. It hasn't taken my new name yet. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. So I, I yeah. Is that was you, Jack? No, that's not that's not showing my Jack. It's showing oh, green oh. something other. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, I was gonna say, you know, you couldn't have been Jack. The guy Jack was a jerk. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's not. Right. Right. No, 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 you didn't write that. <laughs> No, he haunts me. It just shows boring, you know. Oh, <laughs> who cares? I mean, who cares? Yeah. I, I quit thinking about what people care about, think about, or yeah. care about anymore. I worry about myself. It don't matter, uh, right? Yeah, don't matter, right? Take care of yourself because you know why? At the end of the day, you're you're the one responsible for yourself. So, yeah, you're hey, the only one quick. can do it. Hey, real quick, Bill. Well, so on topic here, let's talk about the Cowboys. What do you think? Um. Well, that's why I was calling you last Sunday trying to get your number because I was going to call you during halftime, but you had your phone in do not disturb mode or something. <laughs> uh, I'm worried about I'm worried about Sunday. Um, yeah, but I th- I think we could do it. The only problem is it's on the road. Um, yeah, I, I think know. we could do it. Yeah, and I'm not too worried about it. I, I finally I finally am kind of happy that after eight years, Dak finally learned how to throw the football more than five yards. I know, right? I thought yeah, about you yeah. actually I mean, a couple of times during the passes. I thought about you. I said, well, I thought about you because like when he threw the guy in stride, I said I was thought about you. I said, yeah, me and Jason used to think it was there. You know, finally he could throw it while the guy's in stride, not behind him, you know. Exactly, not <laughs> throwing the receiver. He's going to get nailed in the middle of the field. You guys ought to just look at God and say thank you. You got a quarterback that can throw the ball because here up in Cleveland, these guys they can't even get him the goddamn ball in his hands without him getting killing thirty quarterbacks. <laughs> in Ten years. I, I was just in Cleveland. Um, I was just in Cleveland. Uh, shit. Um, three weeks ago, I was there for two weeks. Um, I was in a Waverly place or West Westlake, Westlake. Westlake, yeah, yeah, that's about a half hour yep. for me. Yeah, I was big up there. Up there. Um, money. Yeah, there's there's big money up there. My hotel room was like two hundred thirty bucks a night or something, and um, you know, a decent meal was at least fifty. And but the yeah. company I worked for for had purchased uh, Cleveland Doors. Cleveland door control, so I went over there and converted them all over to our network and everything, and uh, so it was it was wow. good. And but but that's about all I've been doing, working and do traveling. Do you do big overhead doors? Uh, the company I work for does any type of door you could think of, from uh, and any type of entrance system doors, or revolving doors, garage doors, uh, commercial. Yeah, that's right. I was an ironworker forever, and then I worked on a bunch. I got into glazing through the Ironworkers Union. And we did a lot of uh, glass work, and so we had we had interacted with guys doing the revolving doors and whatnot. Yep, yep, yeah. They, we got our own glazing section now and stuff like that. So it's uh, 
it's a big industry. Um, the company I yeah. work for has like 60,000 employees throughout the world now. Oh, and, um, I know yeah, one thing. Yeah, just in the United States alone. Yeah, they don't want to make a bad measurement. Yeah. They mess up something measuring yeah. glazing, and they send out a bunch of glasses. Somebody's ass is in trouble if they ain't right. And we're talking an eighth inch, sixteenth of an inch. Yep. But yeah, 60, yeah. Sixty thousand. Holy shit. Sixty. Sixty thousand. I mean, you figure we're going just, up 12, 14, 18, 50 stories high. That glass has got to sit perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep, and but uh, just in the United States alone, we got uh, three hundred North America. I'll say three hundred and fifty something locations. So, jeez, holy it's mackerel! A big man. It's a big ass joint. That's a lot wow. of corn. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's owned by it's owned by Swedish people. So, <laughs> oh yeah, and then got a lot of gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball. Swedish meatballs. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. <laughs> I've been at the company for eight and a half years, so it's um, it's uh, but like I said I got promoted, then I got promoted to a manager, and then some another manager got fired. Well, not got fired. He got demoted, and they put all his guys underneath me. So it's uh, just trying that's to keep moving up. up, watching football. What? Yeah. That's how watching you move up, football. though. Yeah, I that, don't watch that, that, much yeah. about politics no more because it just makes your ass mad. Um, oh, God, as soon as Biden know. got elected, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, it, just, I, I it, it goes right back to the same cycle as Obama, you know? Right back to the same cycle. Yeah, as well, it, but, well, yeah you know? it, it's all a cycle. It's all a cycle. Like, if a yeah. Republican gets in again this time, we know gas prices are going to go down. Food's yep. going to go back down a little bit, but it's never going to go back down to where it was. No, I know. Oh, never does. Once they get something, a little bit of something, they'll never give it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like um, if anybody who's a smoker remembers back in 2000, the price of cigarettes went through the roof because of health costs. Yeah. Well, why didn't they yeah. go back down when it was mandatory for everybody to have health care? Yeah, that's a good point, actually, yeah. That's a real good point. I never smoked. I don't know. I just I know how much of my mom used to give me a dollar twenty five to ride my bicycle up to the gas station to get her a pack of cigarettes. And I heard Buddy like a couple years ago. He goes, "That's seven dollars for a pack of cigarettes." I looked over at him. I said, "I think I fucking quit." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we used to ride down when we were kids. Uh, we, we used to ride down. There was a little convenience store in the corner there. And we used to ride down. And I used to get an Italian ice and uh, a Reese's peanut butter cup candy bar. This when I was a kid, you know. But go watch Monday Night Football game, you know. Go ride back up. <laughs> oh, shit. We'd go down to the candy store and buy it with, with $2 a piece and come back with a bag full of candy and watch the game or something. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Couldn't do that. Can't do that no more. You need to give your kid 50 bucks. <laughs> Just you can't buy a Hershey bar for a dollar fifty. I mean, damn. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And they got all under lock and key now anyway, because of the looters. Mm-hmm. But if you got you know. hey, if you got any type of inflammation where your joints hurt or this or that, mm-hmm. you get on a diet like this carnivore diet or something like that. I want to know more about that. Diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, my knee quit hurting. It, I used to wow. hurt at least once a week. Constantly go out from underneath me, sharp pains, elbows, you know, I turned wrenches. So you look totally different than since the last time I saw you. Yeah, you might not even recognize me. My face is skinny. My neck is skinny. uh, um, And like I said, my my knee don't hurt no more. My back don't hurt no more. Now, basically, I go out there and I lift, you know, refrigerators all day. The next day, I'm going to be a little sore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But it's nothing like well, it was. Yeah. It's, it's a complete yeah. anti inflammatory diet. And it's, like I said, there's if you look, start watching Dr. Ken Berry's videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and just read his comments. 
people who okay. were type 2 diabetes have completely yeah. come off all medicine and cured their diabetes by doing wow. that. Wow. Wow. There's somebody, thousands, there's of them, thousands of them. Thousands of them. I wonder what our father would say about them. Who the hell was that? Their daughter's a superstar. Somebody's an actor or something, and forever they were fighting to get her to get healthy, and they couldn't, you know, even they had all the money in the world, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Somehow or another, she got onto this diet that you're talking about, and within like mm-hmm. six months, her entire life changed, and she's healthy now. Jordan Peterson, his daughter had Crohn's disease. That's who it was. Um, exactly who it was right yep. there. Yes, Jordan Peterson. Yep. I couldn't think She's of completely was. cured. She, she completely cut out cured. bread and everything, and he thought, what the hell? You know, it, mm-hmm. it was a lot of it was the bread that was getting them bad, her, her at least. Yeah. Wow. Jordan Peterson did it. And um, his cleared up, too, huh? Rogan. Uh, Rogan. What's his name? Rogan, the one with the other talk show. He He's doing it. Um, Joe Rogan. It's catching on. Joe Rogan, yeah. You can't do it all the time, right? You have to do it like it, it like you said, a nine month cycle and then you go back to I don't No, no, no. Anymore. You can do it all the time because what, okay. your body's only gonna lose enough weight until it reaches its optimum weight. And the thing about this diet you is you're gonna like, Oh shit, you're eating ribeyes and stuff like that. Well you can have one if you want. The ground meat's fine. Get the fattier the meat the better. You gotta eat more fat because that's where you get really? energy from. Yeah. Yep. Um and uh there I was taking it off basic, trying to get the meat. Joe, I yeah, the face, yeah, exactly. But not, lying to us, all of us. Everything that these crazy bastards in this pharmaceutical and doctors, they they've been trying to kill us. Yes. You know, meat <laughs> well, is the I only wanna, thing we can naturally go out and eat and doesn't don't have to do all this processing and cooking to eat it safely. That's right. Every vegetable well, does. You know what happens if you eat corn for a month or two straight, nothing but corn? Up. You die of polarigram. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you became the expert, I guess. Jeez. All (laughs) vegetables, all all plants have uh, poisons in them, toxins. You can only take so much of it. I'm glad you said that because I was going to tell Joe this. Go ahead. This is great. Yeah, they all do. You know know why they do, too? Because if you want to catch an animal, what do you got to do? You got to taste it. It can run. They don't want to be eaten. A plant can't. So it develops toxins, and humans are the only <laughs> stupid point. people. Yeah, humans are the only stupid people. Not to go. Oh, this tastes good. <laughs> you know? You're right. In the dirt, that that the bacteria and the poison that the plant has to reject, like insects and other whatever, when it goes through the plant and then we eat it. There's a bacteria in our mouth that the first thing you do in the morning is if you brush your teeth and you take a swig of mouthwash and then you go decide you're going to work out, don't bother doing it. Because this doctor I was watching said that mouthwash just killed everything you did for about seven days. One swig yeah. of it kills that bacteria, which is born in yeah. your stomach and breaks down. Now, what about, the same way now let me ask you a question. Now, what about drinking alcohol and stuff like that? Because I don't really drink anymore. No, but what, no what, I, what I still drink beer at night. It's not good for you. Alcohol turns into sugar in your liver. But yeah. okay. if you're already eating that good healthy anyway, a little bit's not going to hurt, especially if you start yeah. seeing good benefits I mean, from the diet itself. Because yeah. I do that, and I drank four or five beers every night, and I still, you know, I'm down 50-something pounds. But, um, wow. Uh, same thing, no fruit. I don't well, eat fruit a, no that's more. A, that's, that's only equivalent to a pork the chop. The bad part about it was that the guy was talking <laughs> about the pesticides that they're spraying on the plants. More well, it's not like that. A, a plant, there has been, there is no plant, there is no plant on earth that has not been genetically modified. 
yep. even if you go out to the deep jungle, some bird or something has gone and ate some seeds and shit them out. That's right. Seeds are one of the worst <laughs> things true. you can eat. We can't digest seeds. Why would no. you eat fruit? Well, right. I mean, right. first yeah. of all, if unlike you, if you look fruit. at our mouth and how our teeth are designed, our teeth are meant to grind. Grind and tear. Yes. Hmm. We're not, we're not a, uh, we don't have big canine incisors of, you know, like a, an animal. We're supposed to, now, I, to be able to, to You want scientific proof? Body to absorb it. Yeah, the, I want to hear scientific yeah, the proof. Scientific, the scientific proof that humans are carnivores and not herbivores okay. is every herbivore on the planet has a smaller, um, small intestine and a larger, large intestine. And every carnivore has a larger, small intestine and a smaller I mean, a, oh, shit, I got that backwards probably, Vice but it's versus. just the opposite. Put it that way. Yeah. It's just the opposite. Vice matter of fact, if you go to nothing but a meat diet, you will probably poop once every three days because your body yeah. uses everything it's taking. And yep. you won't be hungry but once every two days probably. And that's it. These people and, out there are teaching vegetarian, vegan, right. or something. You know, bad, bad, you know what? Every right. vegan, once they come off a vegan diet and start eating meat, they end up getting gallstones because your gallbladder develops bile that it stores to help you yep. digest fat. Yep. If you're not eating that, it becomes real hard, and then when you start eating meat again, it tries to release itself, and you end up in a damn hospital. What about starches? Starch stuff. That turns to sugar that, in your that, stomach. That just joints, don't okay. Yeah, starch is bad. I don't eat no French fry. I have one cheat meal a week. One cheat meal where I'll eat French fries okay. or some potatoes or, or something like that. Okay. Just one meal. Wow. And to get wow. off the cravings of having something sweet, I went and got a block of hard, pure cheddar cheese. Sharp cheddar okay. cheese. And okay. when I got a craving to have something sweet, I'd have a piece of cheese like uh, something. No, I don't. I don't do none of that. That anymore. is, yeah, that is sweet, tasty too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, it's a. It's, wow. It's good. I mean, and you don't <laughs> even thought of that. either. You'll be stuffed. You'll be stuffed off a little tiny cube steak, just one of them. Wow. Yep. Well, well, I'm gonna take your advice then, because if that's true, uh, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I've never crazy. tried. I'm telling you, 100. percent You got to wean on it. I mean, it's crazy. talking about with the cholesterol because I was saying, you know how they every doctor says you're, if you got high cholesterol, they want to cut it down. You got to take these pills. The pills that they you know why do you, do you know why they say that though, and they say to cut out the meat is because they do these surveys. Are you what did you have to eat last night? Oh, I had a hamburger, but they don't tell you you had a freaking double decker bun. And you had 18 pounds of French fries <laughs> yeah. and six Coca Colas <laughs> with it. So you had a hamburger. That's meat. That's bad for you. A triple stacker that could feed a small family of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, there's a lot of cholesterol in your body because the cells of your body, the doctor was saying, the outside walls of them, you have to have you an have X to. amount of cholesterol or your, your cells break down. And once your cells break down, then they start going to war with one another where that cholesterol, where they've been telling us they give us this medicine, this, they call, I think they call it STAT is what a cholesterol medicine is. And then uh, yeah, it has on your cholesterol. And it'll does it help cancer patients? Does it help cancer? Yes, it does, it, 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 yes, it does actually. Two people, you can eat this and you can eat that. And he said in seven days you watch a person's blood pressure that's doing the, the meat diet kind of goes up to like 120 over maybe 80. And then the other person that's supposed to be doing the healthy thing and the mouthwash and all that shit, yep. their blood pressure is so erratic in the morning, it's bad. 
goes, these people wow. are the ones that are dying from heart failure, congestive heart failure, all these different things. And he goes, it's because they've been telling us the wrong stuff. It, it's, it makes Since 1977 and before, and the reason why that did is because yeah. in 2016 there was a lawsuit against the FDA. Big sugar companies paid them off to tell them what the proper human diet was supposed to be. So, yes, eat your cereal. That's the number yep. one addicting thing in this world is sugar, and it's stuck yep. in us from the day we're born until the day we die. And there's not a it's single disease known to man. Yeah. There, yeah, there's not a single disease known to man that he doesn't live off sugar. Was, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Doritos. Uh, who the hell else is there? Doritos. They, they want us. They want us now to stop eating meat. You know. That's yeah. It. They don't want us healthy. They want us dead. Well, where's the money in pharmaceutical? No, and they'll tell you, but uh, oh, health health issues like um, heart disease and stuff are down. The deaths from heart disease are down. Yeah, they're down because of modern medicine and doctors. But they're yeah, yeah. They're, the amount of cases are fucking tripled since 1977. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. These are the same people that tell us that there's COVID when the same year the goddamn flu just disappears. But if you look back <laughs> yeah, right. and do the math, the flu numbers no flu are the same as the COVID numbers, and it's all the fucking same. I did the yeah. math uh, last, one of the last times I was on Joe's radio show. I actually went through the amount of deaths in the United States, and, and every year they increased steadily by the same percentage, even yeah. through the COVID years. Really? It's not something, right? Because if they would have been smart, they would have done, hey, if we're going to doctor the number, if we're going to cook the book, let's go ahead and keep the flu numbers. Add the COVID on top of it and then make it multiply by whatever. They didn't do that. They tried to pull the flu off the market because they had their bullshit vaccine they're calling it because they're still trying to kill you with that shit. And then, hey, here you go. And if you know anything about human life and health, the most powerful immune system in the world is a newborn baby. Yeah. Period. Yep. And milk, by the way. Milk is for babies. That's unreal. Your mother's yeah, milk yeah, is for right. babies. Once you're over four you're or five right. years old, you shouldn't drink milk no more because your yeah, body really. natu- naturally becomes lactose intolerant, but everybody has a little bit what's called lactase. Um, well, I, I can't remember milk, the other though. word. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love milk. But... Tell you try to drink a gallon <laughs> of milk and you don't one time chug it and watch what happens to you? <laughs> well, <laughs> of course. <laughs> eat, eat an unripe persimmon and see what happens to you. But, yeah, um, I also take the I take a little supplement that because I'm not going to eat this shit, but it's stuff yeah. that are throughout all history humans would eat, but it wasn't up until I don't know a hundred years ago or so that Ew, you don't eat that. I take a, a yeah. beef supplement that has beef liver, beef kidneys, beef heart, beef pancreas, and beef spleen in them. All the stuff there's if put it this way, one piece of liver has enough nutrients in it. Honestly, uh, it's a tractor trailer full of kale. I can't stand living. You know what that's coming from? Trailer full. That's from them. That's why I take a supplement. I ain't eating that shit. But. <laughs> I didn't know we had to have well, they, over they, 60 they, some they, minerals they, in our they, body they, we're supposed to take a day. They, they, our body's supposed to ingest they, 60 some minerals. Hang on, Dave. Hang on. Eating, Go ahead, boy. Yeah, they say eating the animal's organ is more nutritious than eating their yes. flesh. Yes, That's what the Mayans did. <laughs> it is. It's 100% more. I mean, the Mayans became extinct, though, because they were drinking water from fucking places that they threw the dead bodies in. 
So uh, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't too smart, though. Right. <laughs> and maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, Grandma's down there. Let me go and see she'll wash her feet for me. Yeah. Hey, get that water. Throwing dead bodies in it. You know what's happening? I heard in California they've got a, a serious problem with these Mexicans that are trying to make all these grow uh, grow farms, and they're actually moving into areas where that there's so many of them and staying in one house that when they go to the bathroom, they go outside and they have to keep moving this, the outhouses or whatever because they've got the sewer system so screwed up out there in this one area yeah. that the, the, the dirt in the water table is now infected. So everybody that's drinking any type of water, oh, doing Jesus. anything, coming, they're getting sick from it. They're getting it, septic. Yep. Wow. Yep, that's true. Um, I mean, I, seriously, um, I'll get you – when when I get, finally get up with you on the phone, I'll send you a link so you can just YouTube him, Dr. Ken yeah, Berry, yeah. the proper human diet. That's what he preaches about. And he was a okay. – he's a 22-year-old uh, – I mean, not 22. He's a 22-year-long family practitioner. And he Wow. Just, and, yeah. And if you want to know about plants and what's really in them, there's one from Anthony Chafee is his name called Plants. He probably added Chafee. about 30 years onto your life. I might believe well, it or not. Being fifty pounds, being fifty pounds later, and no longer pre-diabetic or something like that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Yeah, huh? you are. Wow. And like I said, when you watch his videos while you're listening, scroll down through his comments, and you'll see all things. Oh my, my husband had heart disease, and this and that, and now it's, he's no longer. He's off all his medicine now, and it's been three wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You won't believe all the things that can help you with because carbs and sugar feed every disease known to man. That's and right, that's right. what they've been feeding us. They mo- and it man, I got to cut back on the Milky Way bars then. Well, I'm, I mean, I've lost a lot yeah. of weight over the years, but still, you know, I mean, you know, I weigh 200 now, but, geez, I, I did blow up there for a while. But, but yeah, yeah, but I you got back to down. to pick on you, dude. You're, you're becoming yeah. a fat porker. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was way up there, man. That doctor, I think, even said in an interview, you know, your our bodies will adapt to whatever we have to do. Even if, like these plants that we're getting and everything that's contaminated with something, our bodies yeah. will adjust to it slowly if, if, over a period of time. But, I mean, if, if you ingest a bunch of booze, like I used to drink nothing but vodka and orange juice, and I used to, and I never smoked, but I would put some liquor down my throat, and I got pancreatitis. And I weighed 225 mm. pounds, and I was a solid son of a bitch. And I went in the hospital with pancreatitis, and after 39 days, I come out of 140 pounds, and I couldn't walk to the fucking mailbox without losing my – it was awful. I thought I was going to die. And wow. I found out about that diet because I had gotten so lean, I have – to this day, I don't eat it like I should, but I stay close to that diet. But I still have my can of Coke or my – I like to drink Sunkist. I don't give a fuck if I'm going to die drinking Sunkist. I've been drinking Sun-Kiss more soda life. lately, and i got to cut back too, you know. Jeez, you know, yeah. Like right now I'm drinking a bottle of Pepsi, you know. So, you know, well, i got to cut back. I'm, have, you I'm having a beer. That, have you noticed that actually it <laughs> seems like it's not on the shelf as much anymore? Shit, I haven't had a drink of hard liquor in probably since, whew, maybe a year ago. Man, uh, I, think when I, actually, I, think, I think when I was up at Bridget's house, actually. Yeah, ten, wow. Ten years for me. I've been sober ten well, years. Uh, here, here's a good story for you. You know, humans have been around on the earth from what they can say, from archaeological stuff, whatever, for three million years, whatever. And about two million years ago, they started recognizing, they started developing tools, technology. It wasn't to dig up, it wasn't to dig up a turnip, it wasn't to dig up a potato, it was to chop meat. Now, would you think it'd be easier to go outside and eat grass or what the fuck ever than chase a damn animal for 20 miles 
tiring yeah. out for three damn days to eat it. So throughout all history, we've it wasn't up until the the uh, industrial revolution that they started yep. producing all this shit, flour and 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 uh, wheat and stuff, and that's when yeah, yeah, all started the becoming crap. thicker. Now, Jim, yeah, you know, right. you can't take an account. Well, how come the average lifespan 200 years ago was 50 years old? Well, that's because you could get a hangnail and get it infected and die. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have antibiotics back then. Yeah, they didn't have exactly. antibiotics. You know, ear infection would kill you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's a bad tooth. A bad yeah. tooth, that's right. An abscess tooth. Well, you know, you guys, um, and somebody just played it on their show not too long ago is uh, the clip of George Carlin and your immune system. Yeah. That That is funnier than shit. But you know what? Comedy is based, comedy is based in truth. That's right. True. It's almost like those guys got a time machine, and they go ahead in the time, and they come back and tell us, like, it's George Carlin. Just like, if you ain't in, this, if you ain't in that club, you ain't in it. That's yeah. the shit. And it's a big club. You ain't in it. I would tend to tell everybody to try this diet for 90 days. Give it 90 days. Because if I'm you eat a lot it. of sweets and you, go, and you go straight to this diet, you're going to get what they call the keto flu. Your body's not used to doing that. It wants more. I get up there in the legislative branch. I'm promoted in the legislative branch. Legislator, <laughs> you know? But if you gradually yep. do it over the course of like a week or two, you'll be fine. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But yeah. You'll notice. Well, you'll notice the results. Very. How different. soon does it take? How long usually? Usually does it take to to like start seeing the results? You know. I mean, I know you can bam right then and there, but you, you know. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody, everybody is different. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. different, yeah. but for True. me, it was within True. a week. Your metabolism wow, is really, really based on how your body processes things as it as it, it's in, introduced to it. Okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. I learned something new tonight. Hey, I'm going to give it a shot. Hey, with don't, say, Joe, don't we always say now if we if when you're listening to the, the regular news like CNN, don't listen to it because it's all fucking lies. It's all bullshit. That's yeah, all yeah. Tell us lies. You can't get your news from no no source like that. You got to try and figure it out yourself. Same thing with medicine. Same thing with food, because everything they've been telling us, hey, fluoride was good. That's what they told us. <laughs> hey, oh, wash your mouth out. Act fluoride. Go to the dentist. Yeah, it tears the, the enamel oh, off your teeth. That's you another thing about water. the carnivore diet. You got teeth problems or anything, they're probably going to go away. Yep. Wow. Wow. <laughs> interesting. Interesting, indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check it out, man. I swear I am. I'm going to be looking it up here in a little bit. <laughs> Bar- I'll, I'll, put a link. I'll put a link in the room. Hold on. All right. Oh, oh, chat. I don't know if you can the link. The link might be, uh, might be down. Yeah, wait, you're still in the chat? If you're still in the chat, I think yeah. you can put a link in there. Yeah. Because it, it's, uh, yeah, you're still in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Because so, otherwise, new people can't. They're going to be cutting me off here any second, actually. So my overtime, because I didn't program the show but two hours. I didn't do the you full three. You've got to hydrate it, though, Joe, if you start it. You know, you can't. Yeah, you got to drink water. You're going to find out that if you don't, you'll cramp up like a son of a bitch real fast. Really? You, you will really? Drink yeah. Oh, my Dave, you yeah, tried this, you dude, drink you, water. you Oh, I, yeah, well, I did it. When I got when I after pancreatitis, absolutely I did it. That's when I heard about it, because Joe Rogan shit. was doing it, because Joe Rogan was a vegan, and then, uh, he did the yep. carnivore thing because he's a big hunter. And one of his buddies said, hey, man, you need to try this diet. And he came back and he said, I'll be damned. 
And I was listening to him wow. I was in the hospital. And I thought, well, shit, I'm going to try that. And that's when I went from about maybe about one. I was 195, 200. I went down to about 175, and I've never been over 200 cents. Yep. Really? Well, what you do is, so, well, he's right, you got to get the electrolytes in you. And they yeah. sell stuff that tastes really good, but if you go buy a yeah. good Himalayan salt or a Redmond salt, a real natural salt that has like 67 uh. minerals in it or 80 minerals, not this bleached white salt we get on a table at the restaurant, and you put a little bit of that in your water or pour some on your food yeah. that you eat, yeah. you'll, you'll be all right. I always I salt so, my steaks now. I brine my steaks. David Diamond? Is that... that is the guy David Diamond? Is that his exactly. name? High cholesterol yeah. is healthy. Let's see, you've been lied to about cancer. Thomas Seafroid. 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 Uh, Ken. Live. Who's the guy you want me to? Which one, which one is the best video out of Ken on Barry. Whole page? Ken Barry. I put there the link is, in yeah, the chat. Ken Barry. Okay, I got it. Yeah, Ken Barry, yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, on the Internet, everything else pops up first before the one you want to get to, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're trying to steer you away from that guy. They don't want you to read nothing he's talking about. Yeah, I got Ken Barry right here. Yeah, Ken Barry. He's a, he's a he's, medical he's doctor. Ken Barry. Doctor's yeah. pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like that other guy, Trudeau. Remember him? Trudeau. Mm-hmm. Natural cures they don't want you to know about, you know? I mean. Yeah. You're gone. <laughs> yeah, I think he's still sitting in prison to this day. But this so. guy's got three million followers, three million followers, and he does a show like every Monday night, and he he gets like six, seven thousand viewers every, and his whole chat is filled yeah. with, yeah. his whole chat wow. is filled with um really uh, good results typically. No, nobody ever says, oh, this guy's a fraud, you know. <laughs> he gets trolls, he gets trolls, but oh, trolls, I mean, yeah, I know, we all get them. How about the people that came out and, and said, you know what, COVID's bullshit, you know, like that Dr. Artis and those other guys, or those those people that all dressed up in the white coats that were or not dressed up, but they had their white coats on in front of the White House when it first came out, and they said, listen, this isn't right. They weren't they, they were yeah. team frauds, but you know what they did? They shut them down, and you, can't, you couldn't never hear them, just like these other doctors. These guys, if you get lucky and you have somebody like him, your buddy here, talk about it, or somebody that knows about yeah. it, you only hear it from word of mouth, but it spreads good, you know, if you've yep. got a platform, yep. but it's not – why don't, see them? Why don't they tell the whole thing? Why isn't everybody that? doing this, though? I'm not saying you're lying. Exactly. What I'm trying to say is why do they suppress this information? They're afraid to because they've they been preached their whole fucking life. They've yeah, been preached right. their whole life. you got to eat your vegetables. you got to have your cereal in the morning. you got to do this. Yep. you got to do that. And doctors yep. are, not, are not educated enough because they're still based off their 1960s and 70s diet. That if That's you tell them you're eating like this, oh, what's wrong with you? It's going to kill you. They were indoctrinated. Yeah, they yeah. didn't do anything but teach the same people. The, the professors taught the doctors, and they, I mean, we're still stuck in that fucking, in that, what do you want to call it, uh, matrix of those people. This, It's awful. Well, they don't want to turn around and say, I'm wrong. I was wrong. For the last 40 years of my life, I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, I buy a Slim Jim. I buy a Slim Jim in the morning when I go to the office. Yep. And I can't even eat the whole damn Slim Jim. I can't even eat the whole Slim Jim. Really? Yeah. That Slim Jim will last me all day. <laughs> I mean, wow. really. It's just, it's just that I'm not hungry. And I'm perfectly healthy. And, but, like I said, when I do eat, I eat a very small portion, and I'm full. And this yep. guy will That's tell it. you, when you eat, eat until you're comfortably Stuffed when you're eating the proper yeah. diet, eat your com- comfortably stuffed. Don't get too full. You know what? When you no, you could you make yourself full, but you know, when you eat yeah. again, eat when you're hungry. Yeah. 
You're supposed, sense, to eat right? all, you're supposed to eat throughout the day, you know, like that. You're not supposed to just sit down and gorge yourself. But, and, bre- and they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That's bullshit. That's, That's bullshit. bullshit. Fat. If you're not hungry, don't eat breakfast. You don't eat this big thing and go. And, and wow. I just, it's, it's amazing to hear some of these doctors because when you see the transition that someone makes, like when I was sick, and then they said, hey, you need to, you need to do this and this and this. And I thought, okay, yeah, right. I'm not going to even fuck with that. And I saw that Joe Rogan thing, and I said, hey, you know what, I'm going to try that. Had I done what they wanted, I'd probably be in a wheelchair. I'd look like uh, Stephen Hawking or something. Thank you, later. Yep, butterball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but but it's a good yeah. diet, and you want fatty meat. You want fat. The fattier the meat, the better. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, soups and stuff like that. You're gonna learn how to yep. make a good bone broth soup, and yeah, um, things like that. And I do eat some broccoli, and I eat some green beans. Um, yep. but they're, they're very low carb. So my idea yeah. is I keep my carbs down below 20, 10 every day. Okay. Hey, I mean, and, and good, my man. beer that's has good. three carbs. In, my beer has three carbs in it. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> he's, he's checking out the bottles every time he buys it. This one better not have another carb in it. <laughs> it, it well, well, always, no, when you, when always. you're on a diet like this, you become a very, um, student of ingredients. Just because yeah, something yeah. says it's sugar free. Just because something says it's health, read the back and see what the hell's really in it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Wow. When did you start? The best stuff you can get, the best stuff in the grocery store for you are on the outside against the walls. Stay out of the aisles. Let me ask you guys this. What's the most dangerous aisle in the the grocery store? What's what's the most? The bread aisle. Nope. (laughs) The bread or the cereal aisle or. (laughs) Nope. Your mouthwash and toothpaste. Oh, 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 oh I was talking about st- uh, edible stuff now. I, I don't eat. Like, we're talking about eating. We can eat mouthwash. <laughs> well, some people might. I mean, a grocery store. But if somebody would ask me that, I'd say, well, I don't know. Where do, you, where do they keep the razors and oh, knives at? Joe's shutting down on me, guys. Joe's shutting me down. Shut All right. Me down. You hear it? Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. I'm going to call you. All right. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for calling in tonight, everybody. God bless. Take care. God yep. bless the Republic. Take right. care. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.